This week on Face Off Hockey Show, we'll talk about how terrible the Hall of Fame class is this year. We'll talk about how terrible some of these amateur write-ups are. We'll talk about how terrible the new Flyers jerseys are. It's not a great week, guys. You strap in and if you like Schadenfreude, we're going down like a submarine. Oh, that's probably bad taste. Face Off Hockey Show right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the face-off hockey show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The face-off hockey show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P-Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark with the C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. Hey, everybody. What's grappling? Scotty Waz here. There's Johnny P there. It's a great time here. I'm here. <clears throat> First full weekend of the off season. Uh, Johnny, what'd you do during it? Oh. Um, what did I do? Oh, we had uh, we had a fiftieth, uh, um, birth our fiftieth wedding anniversary party for my parents. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned last week, but I had built um the Lego Ecto One uh, for the kids. Uh, yeah, I think you did mention it. Yeah, it uh Hudson stepped on it and uh the com- the entire front of the uh Ecto-1 fell off of the car less than 10 seconds after I pulled it out of the box. I told Mark it needed to just go home, mm-hmm. end up on a shelf, you know, maybe when they're calmed down some when there's not a whole bunch of people around. Mark's like, "Hey, bring it in the house. Show the kids." Okay, so I brought it in the house. <laughs> And then he cried for like 45 minutes because I wouldn't just fix it right there. So good times. All the pieces got put into a uh, into a Ziploc bag, came back to my house somehow. After a beer or two, <laughs> uh, I figured out where all of the pieces went back together uh, without having to tear down the Lego and put it back together. Um there was a thought of, you know, maybe we should just super glue the thing together. Sure. Um, but then, you know, at some point, it might be neat for uh, it to just be, like, taken apart on purpose. Right. Hudson, Hudson and Mark can put it back together. That's probably, you know, that would not end. When he's, when he's well. older. Yeah, like 17. <laughs> like, like, when he's 95. Right. Right yeah. before that 99 cutoff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So yeah, so at least I got it back together. We haven't told him yet though, because you know we don't want to. We don't want him to think that you know he can step on something and then poof, it's fixed. Right. No, I get it. Kids got to learn. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Tiny jerk store. Bit of an uh, asshole. But, but all in all, that was fun. Sure. That was a good time. Um, Sunday, I went to the Annapolis Blues 
game, the first game I've made it to this year, they have six total home games, and I've missed the first three. <laughs> so that's every uh, my season tickets uh, continue to go up and up every game I miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was neat. <clears throat> I went by myself. Nobody else wanted to go. All right. So well, there you go. went, sat in the parking lot, watched some soccer. Got yelled at for sitting in a section because no one else was sitting there, and apparently it was closed, quote unquote. Have signs like, "What are we doing?" Here? Well, I mean, I, I walked directly into it, sat down, and the security guard that was standing there started talking to me. Oh, okay. Well, and then I got yelled at by another security guard. This guy but, just said I was okay. What are you doing? Whatever is what it is. Um, got some sun sitting outside during the game. A little bit of tanness. Um, supposed to rain here for like a week now oh yeah so yeah so that was pretty much uh that's pretty much the weekend i think um yeah i don't think i did much more of anything else um i did not get to see collision yet oh i watched all the AEW all access Hmm. i just randomly found that on my <clears throat> on my FiOS on-demand menu. Okay, it's on-demand. That's good. I watched. I think there were like six episodes. Watched all those. Nice. That was neat. It was fun. Um, I think there was there a NASCAR race this week. I was gonna watch. No, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, their only off weekend of the year. Okay, I was like, I feel like I tried to watch sports, but then I didn't. They got. And I had to... golf on for a while this yeah. weekend too. They got the Nashville. Well, golf was on prime time, so that helped a lot. Um, Nashville this this week, and then the Chicago street race for Fourth of July weekend, which everyone is mad at. So nice. it's going to be a great event. Jim is in uh, is going to be at the NASCAR race in Nashville, nice. taking pictures. Sick. <clears throat> awesome. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Um, so I had my new phone. Finally got it up and running. I know, because I keep getting emails that random people are signing into our accounts. Yeah, I've got the, the Google Pixel. Ooh, Google look at Pixel. that case. I know, right? It's hardcore. My God. Um, it's got the, and this this is nice. It flips down. Hiya. There's the camera. Ooh. And a little sneaky camera. I got the fingerprint thing enabled. It's a pretty neat phone. I got to learn swipe technology, because that's what it runs on. Like, like you have to swipe everything. Um, but, yeah. And, uh, by the way, this was not a Jimmy John's, this is a Scotty Waz problem for the, the oh. lateness this week. Um, okay. Then I had I put a bid on an auction that I didn't know. I t- all right, two port story. Put bids on auctions I forgot. Two story. <laughs> I, bids on auctions I forgot that I put on because they start. I put it on there when they started. Okay. Uh, so I want a SETI Mullins. Uh, Ooh, three, that's nice. Yeah, three colored uh, swatch there. Uh, come on, focus, you bitch. Focus, you bitch. That's enough. That's fine. Out of 10. So, uh, don't even know the pricing on this one. Wow, out of 10. Yeah. So, good. uh, yep, stamp of approval. And if this little thing that this little hologram that's right Uh here, uh, if you put in that, oh, there we go. Now it focuses. If you put in that hologram, as you can see, out of 10, uh, if you put in that hologram number, you can actually see if you enter the code, uh, from the hologram. You learn more information about the relic used in this card. So game used piece. Okay. So that adds to the PC. So I have this. I like it. That's nice. That's pretty smart by Tops. Who knows if Fanatics will do that uh, again. 
Fanatics might just cut up some of the uh, dumb jerseys that they print wrong. They don't have to cut it up. They just put them in. They just let it fall apart, man. They don't need to cut shit up. (laughs) Um, And then I got this on Goodwill. It was 50 bucks. Okay. It's a uh, a Dream Dream Gap Tour. Uh, replica, even though it says Adidas, it is not an Adidas, of uh, Sarah Nurse. All right. So this is from the first year, the first year they did the Dream Gap tour. That's neat. So, yeah, it was like, I mean, hell, 50 bucks for a replica? Why not? So That's a cool piece of uh, memorabilia also. Cool piece of memorabilia. We'll see if, uh, we'll see what we can do. But uh, yeah, got that like I, again. I bid on these like the first day they pro- popped up, and then forgot all about them, and just like, oh, I won, huh? <laughs> Fuck. Okay. That's always the best. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, son of a. I was just putting a bid on there just to do it. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted, you know, just wanted to see. LOL. Jack the price up, and more. Uh, I looked like the fool. So <clears throat> there's that. And then yeah, this weekend it was fucking hot as hell. And we oh. got up to 99 yesterday. Wow. Uh, and today we had thunderstorms. So, uh, yeah, good times, great memories going on. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, just hanging out. Good times for everybody. Um, yeah, first week of, uh, first week of, uh, good old off season goodness. Plenty, plenty to talk about. Um, so, Let's go ahead and talk about our Patreon. The AHL still has a game tonight, by the way. Yes, game seven between uh, the set list <laughs> and the Bears. So, Bears can't win in fucking Coachella Valley. No. So, Mm-mm. that's what this is why there's home field advantage. Exactly. Um, stupid 2 3 2 format. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Faceoff Hockey Show. We have a thing there. You can give us money and we'll do things. Uh, give a dollar, you get the video show, and you give five dollars, you do a video show, you get to help pick a topic, and maybe we'll do face-off hockey show movie night once I figure out how to set the whole thing up. Yes. And then it'll be a great time for everybody. You can be like Tyler, Jerome, Pat, Jeff, Matt, uh, Kevin, Matthew, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, and Sean. They contributed. So can you. Patreon.com slash face-off hockey show. All the money is ruling everything around me. Um... So last week, I think it was, last week or two weeks ago, I had talked about the elite prospects uh, profiles, the draft guide they have. Okay. 1,600 pages worth. Let's go over some of this review right now. Oh, jeez. This is, this is what won the day, and I'm happy for it because I'm just like, what are we doing here as a people? First off, what am I doing? I'm using the wrong keyboard. This is the problem with dual dual keyboard setup. So let's take a look at uh, at. Uh, should we take a look at at, at, at the the hard one they have for Connor Bedard? Why not? Why not, Pop? So Connor Bedard, draft eligible. So this is from Elite Prospects. He is? Huh? I know. Kind of weird. Um, how do I shut this down? Hey, there we go. I figured it out, Johnny. Johnny, I figured out PDF. Hey, there you go. All right, so let's take a look here. So let's take a look. See, here's Connor Bedard, uh-huh. and this is all the draft. This is the draft guide. So this is page one. We're already at page forty-two. 
of the draft guide. My God. To finally get to How's the first the number pick. one person on page 42? Uh, they had to do through like a little, hey, this is how we did it. This is how, you know, uh, this is to the people who do it. And, you know, this is a little self-aggrandizing. They do give a glossary, which is nice. So, that's good. So that's, that's pretty smart. cool. I mean, I like I I like when people explain to me what the hell they're telling me. Right, exactly. Shades of David Pasternak and Austin Matthews. I don't know if that's good or not. Okay. It's almost like a late bloomer kind of thing. Um, gives all his stats here, zone entry, defensive plays, his Z score. So I don't know what Z score is. Let me. See. That's my sleep. That's my stats. Let me actually see. You know what? You know what? I, I got sh- a pretty high Z score. <laughs> I should just fucking go to the. I have two screens open. I should probably go to uh, this one here. No, that that's just people. All right, what is Z score? Give me a Z score. You don't even exa- You don't even tell me what the Z score is. You motherfuckers. Grading system, draft board, big four. All right, you give all this glossary, and you can't give me what a Z score is. Anybody in the comments below, just tell us what a Z score is. That'd be great. All right. So, anywho. So here we go. Uh, they give him a seven in skating, a nine in shooting, an eight in passing, eight and a half in puck handling, nine in hockey sense, six physicality. I don't know. Skating's pretty good. I would think that would be above a seven, but again, I only watch the highlights. Um, so I do appreciate that they're like, hey, so we scored him over the 11 games we watched. Uh-huh. 198.1 minutes worth of Tanner Bedard. Oh, my God. So okay. So here's all the stuff. Here's all the links that they have. You can link right to the stories they did. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart of them. That's that's good SEO. And here's your game reports. Looks like Mitchell Brown is amongst them. Uh, okay. Uh, so here we go. January twenty first, twenty twenty three. Read along at home if you want. I'll read it aloud, and you read by yourself. By the numbers, this was the best game ever tracked. Bedard had 13 scoring chances, 9 slot passes, 18 controlled entries on 18 tries, and even set up a few chances uh, for a record 5.6 game score. Don't No clue what that is. Zero clue what that is. So, uh, okay. Go ahead. What's up? Um, what you got, Johnny? First, first set of questions. Yes, sir. How is 5.6 a record? I mean, it's the best game he's ever watched, yep. and it scored a record 5.6. Does that mean, like, is 5 like the normal scale, and he got, like, extra credit? <laughs> is 6 the top end? I don't know. It's, yeah. Are we, are we scoring out of 5.5 here? And he got a 5 point. I, okay, that's fine. We can continue. <laughs> I am try, I'm trying to find... I appreciate, by the way, that there are people who are actually getting paid to do this i hope they're getting paid a lot because this seems like a fucking lot of work to do i mean most of the time they're just probably sitting at home watching games on tv right you would think i don't think this guy well he's going against he's going in swift current and regina so it's not too much a uh, like he must be based in regina because he went to a lot of home games and moose jaw and went to a lot of regional shits all right um so back to this one um, somehow I think he'll beat that score this season. He added patience with the puck. Uh, the added patience with the puck really paid off. He's never rushing things. He's never rushing anything. In those moments, he shows deception with the full bodied, with his full body layered. Don't know what that means. He creates so many different options for himself. Uh, with the back to the defender, open ice. He's unstoppable. He twists and turns, and stops. Blah 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 blah. So, 
It's a big, big slurp fest. David St. Louis went to one game in the World Juniors, an all-timer, all-star, historical, separating, legend-building, dreamlike performances, game-breaking, hockey artist, clear first overall pick, rack him, potential generation talent, Connor Bedard. Yeah, should have never been a debate. We're going to go to Dave in San Diego, have a take, don't suck. Like, what? what kind of... What are you doing? What is this? Like it's barely a sentence. It's not even a sentence. It's not. It's just thoughts combined together. It's like he was he was short forming it, and it was going to go back to it, and then never did. That's fine. For one actually, reason or another. That actually would be something that I would have done. Like right? that's how I would have written it to myself. Yeah. And and I would have been like, ah, fuck, I never wrote the uh, whatever. I'm just sending it. Right. Well, hold on. Go back up because. The, the next game that he did is only one line. Oh, it goes two lines here. One line and then... Oh, it went into, into the next. I will, I will write this one about J.D. Uh, read this one about from J.D. Burke, who, biggest biggest hair in the game, in the, in the amateur scouting game. Um, you, would, you would remember him if you, see, if you saw a picture of him, Johnny, that's for sure. Okay. Um, an ineffective game that ended on a low note with pitiful efforts on a pair of Oil Kings goals, and Connor Bedard left this contest with five points, a goal and four assists, nearly all of which came at evens. And you know what? I don't even care about the thrown away pucks or the complete no shows defensively. Bedard is ridiculous, or was ridiculous. The thing about the puck management and the giveaways is that you have to place them in an appropriate context. So we're just we're just making excuses right. for him. Yeah, but I kind of like that. I like I, I like that he's like okay. <sighs> I actually watched the game. Yeah. Yes, he had some giveaways, but where were the giveaways? Right. In the defensive zone, in the offensive zone, was he trying to make plays? I'm appreciate I appreciate that. You're watching the most singularly draft prospect in nearly uh, a decade pushing the limits of his skill set experiment with experimenting with a part of his game, his playmaking that was once relative emphasis on the word relative weakness. The first assist really put all of his work on display. Bedard carried uh Puck nearly end to end, end to end, turning away from pressure in the corner of the offensive zone, and then furnishing a cross ice feed through four bodies for a tap in. Okay. So if this was his worst performance, my God, and the, the other one was the best performance. We finally found Connor Bedard is just going to be uh, Chicago's second coming. So I, I almost feel bad for the kid. Right? There's so much expectation. Like so much expectation and. How can He's you pay going that off? to a like completely and utterly rebuilding team that doesn't seem to have put any pieces like directly around him right now. No, but you have to wonder if it's going to be like that Crosby effect where you know he's there now. He people want to show up there. We'll Maybe. See. Uh, I'm going to go to page 987 and see if where that brings us. All right, so actually, you know what? I should just scroll down. I should have just scrolled down. So we're going to go to Mateo Man. Nice. Mateo Man. 6'5 defenseman, 225 out of Chicutami. Um, ooh. You got raw talent and the hammer. Raw dog and the hammer. I, That's a great a question, morning show. Are you, allowed, are you allowed to bring tools onto the ice? I think I think so. Okay. So six I thought five. you were just allowed to stick, but, I mean, <laughs> if some of these kids are bringing a hammer, then I guess go for it. 6'5", 225 at only 17 years old. Um, a little bit more growing to do. Uh, so there we go. Stack, stack, stack. Watch. What do they say? We had high hopes for Mateo Man, the son of 
Ottawa Senators assistant general manager Trent Mann coming off the season. While we did, he didn't score a lot uh, in his draft minus one, his length and poise with the puck impressed our staff in moments. We expected the 6'5 defenseman to build on the foundation he laid out in the first two years at Chikunami and impose himself as a top 64 player in the draft class. That scenario did not materialize. Injuries kept him out of the lineup for a few weeks early in the season. When he did rejoin his team in December, he didn't progress as fast as other prospects. His ice time started to decline. So, there you go. Season could be a blip on a radar. In a few years, man manages to develop his skating stride, turn into a puck mover, and shut down defensemen. Uh, he can be right now many other prospects at his size at 18 years old. His mobility um, uh, is below NHL average. Can't uh, he can't fold over his skates like a smaller defenseman. His reach compensates for his lack of agility and quickness. And you could say that about most six-five defenders. Correct. Let's look at right. some. Let's look at some game ones. Let's look at. Uh, let's go back to Mitchell Brown. Why not? January fourteenth, Ran Naranda, uh, the Huskies against Jakutami. Uh, man was picked to park on part on the rush all game long. He constantly wandered too high, letting attackers slip behind him. Uh, in all but one sequence, he couldn't recover once. After getting beat with the pass, pivots lose speed and crossovers don't provide much pop. He's an awkward handler uh, who has some intelligent ideas but constantly crumbles under pressure. Uh, reaches for the puck instead of taking extra stride. With that said, there's a lot of interesting qualities here. He makes simple, effective plays off retrievals. Immediately rest position, repositions. Uh, he holds the blue line. He attacks the inside, draws pressure, makes plays through it. So, you know, there is a lot of shit on here. It's a lot Green. of things. Game reports. There's still 700 pages. Yeah, we're only at 994. So there's still a lot to go. This is a lot of information. The question is how much of this information is used by people in the know? And how. So here, go ahead. Right. Right. Because that would be my real question. Why does anyone care? Mm hmm. We, we like yeah all of the NHL teams that are are drafting players are they have their own scouting departments and the people who get horny for this are just like other amateur scout people I would think why does anyone care about this um we uh so we did we did we do a show I do a NASCAR show called in the draft with Wilson okay. was um it used to be called uh pit stop radio back in the day when we were in Lanham. And one of the things that we got uh, from from a listener or from somebody who was a listener, a friend of somebody that we knew, someone who's doing PR in NASCAR now, their friend listened to us and said, you know what, if they were so good, they'd be on radio. Which in 2003, it's like, okay, it's kind of shitty, but maybe. Um, I guess admonishing our cockiness. I refer that to this this instance here. If you guys were really good at at scouting prospects, you'd be in a scouting team. Maybe that's just me. Um, I think there's a a a scant few people who can write about or can do these kind of scouting reports and not be joked about and not be like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you writing this crap?" Um, but it's very it's a very small circle. But th does this is this something that, as a fan, is this something that you would go to once the once say the Caps draft one of these kids? No. Is this something where you're going to this page and saying who? What, no. Give me something. About Zero this chance. Kid. Zero percent chance. No, I have about an eight percent chance of caring about the draft at all. 
Well, we're going to be live doing the draft show next week. I know. <laughs> so I realize that. <laughs> and like there, there's going to be things. And I read the article about the Bleacher Report mock draft. And I mean, I remember when we all when we were covering drafts, right? And we mm-hmm. would do mock drafts, and yeah. we would try to learn about the players in the first round and stuff. But like, absolutely none of this shit interests me anymore. Unless there's something in here about a Black Bears player, which in any case I'm not going to read. Right, because um, we know better. So just none of those like draft packages matter at all. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, it is that same concept, right? Like on the run to the Winter Classic, you know, they, they asked George McPhee about all the people who were – saying this that and the other thing about the caps and blah 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 and george mcfee's response was well i mean if they knew anything about the game they'd be in it exactly right um so i i don't know i I mean unless these are like old scouts that are just like i'm gonna i'm gonna sit around and watch some hockey and write some stuff and people are gonna pay me for it um I don't know. I don't understand. I it, I guess if people enjoy it, do what you got to do, man. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, unless you're killing people or robbing banks, I'm not going to tell people what they can't do that they enjoy. Not even then. You know? Um, but it in no way, shape, or form interests me. J- JD Burks. Sorry. Looks, JD Burks looks like an extra for swingers. <laughs> Um, no, these are a lot of young people. A lot of young people and Russ Cohen. Um, oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Imagine that. I said all of that without even knowing Russ was part of it, but it fits the mold. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, shoe fits, right? Um, I'll, I'll say this. The dedication that the, the writers have, top notch. Perfect. They, they, they seem to know what they're talking about. They give it in a concise way, except for... What you know, a couple people given jargon that they don't put in their glossary. Um, cool, great. Does it need to be six hundred, six, uh, sixteen hundred pages worth? Fuck no. I mean, how many players are in it? Does it even uh, tell you that? Yes, it does. It has Blake Montgomery, and he's like a seventh round guy, so at least two hundred. Um, yeah, it's okay, over. But, it's over two hundred players. But that means that you have multiple pages for every player. Yes. Well, you have that fifty-page intro, right? So, so take we're start, that out. We're starting so at six ten, sixteen ten. Yeah, and if we're talking two hundred players, that's eight pages a player. Yeah, they're balanced. So they have a they have a hundred and thirty-six ranked, and then they have many, many more that are unranked. So that's too much. Let me see Blake Montgomery. Blake Montgomery, Annapolis kid, um, going to the University of Maine. Uh, next, I don't know when he's going actually. Um, so Blake Montgomery. I mean, I have pictures on Elite Prospects. Nice. He's got three pages. Well, two pages. The Face Off Hockey Show has pictures of on, on Elite Prospects. And thanks to the Black Bears family families for doing that. Well, some of the other teams in the and Eastern other Conference teams as well. As well. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Eastern Conference. Uh, but Eastern yeah, Division, I mean. yeah. Well, Eastern Con. We'll go Eastern Conference. Um. So yeah. So here's. Here's Blake Montgomery, Bryce Montgomery's brother. So he's got he's got two pages plus a sentence. 
or plus a paragraph. But here, here's what I, here's what I can't stand. Okay. Right. The kid's not even 18. Mm-hmm. Possibly can get drafted. He's going to a Division One college, and you're rating him an F. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Right. Like, that's just absolute and utter bullshit. Yeah. The grading scale is definitely one that is not great. <laughs> Either that or just stop at some point. But, like... Right. But, like... You, is some kid going to come in here and, and like, find himself and be like, oh, they ranked me an F? You right. know, like... Nah. Nah, I'm out. Yeah. Zero interest in any of this. What the fuck is that? That's a shot chart. Perfect. That's exactly what you need in this for a goalie is a bunch of fucking dots that you can't distinguish. So basically, he saved a bunch of things from everywhere in the fucking zone. Yep. And some things outside of the zone. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. That's a waste of. That's a waste of screen time right there. Yeah. Or paper or whatever. Could you imagine the person that printed this out? My God. (laughs) (laughs) Hope they did on their company printer. Hell yeah. (laughs) God, this thing's been printing for four hours. Yeah, I'll be done in a minute. So there you go. Amateur scouts. Just keep feeding reams of paper into it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's amateur scout uh, Woodstock. As it comes to a head next Wednesday for the draft on a Wednesday because fucking who cares. Well, the NBA draft is next Thursday, right? Yeah, I think it's the first time ever that the NBA draft has been after the NHL draft. Because usually it's yeah. the day before. Correct, right. So, there we go. We've done it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hockey Hall of Fame announcement was made. Ooh. Woof. So... Uh, first one going in, Henrik Lundqvist, obviously. Lay up on that one. Appreciate it. Lay up. Um, 15 seasons, Olympic gold medal, Vezina Trophy winner, 459 career victories. Um, never won a Stanley Cup. Only it was a Dan Marino because he only been he was only the one I think. And uh, yeah, but won a gold medal, won a silver medal, won another gold medal. Uh, in the world championships. So, obvious. That was a no-brainer. Here's where we get silly. Pierre Turgeon. Sure. 13, 1,327 points. Passed over 12 times. Ranks 34th in the all-time points list. Uh, he was most. He was, had the most points amongst el- uh, eligible players not in the hall. Uh, never won anything outside of Lady Bing. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Better than point per game player. Mike Vernon. Two Stanley Cups, Conn Smythe Trophy. A um, lot of wins, 385. Uh, also, uh, that ranks him 16th most. He was also the 151st in goals against average and 154th in save percentage career. Perfect. So, Tom Barrasso. Two Stanley Cups, Vezina Trophy, Calder Trophy. Uh, complete asshole to the media. Perfect. So uh, that's that's true. his that's his deal. That should that should be on his plaque. <laughs> yeah, it should be just right there. Uh, here's one: Carolina Willette, former Team Canada captain for the uh, women's national team, four gold medals, NCAA championship, 
four Canadian or yeah, Canadian women's hockey league titles as well. Twenty six Olympic points are eighth most, and seventy world championship points are seventh most all time. She is the only woman to get in there, even though they have a spot for a second one every fuck year. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be my comment. Yeah. Uh, before we moved on, was that please make it uh, every time they. Uh, bring up a woman making the Hockey Hall of Fame. You're like, yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. She should definitely be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yep. And then they don't use the second spot. Nope. And you're just like, okay, so next year, I guess we're going to bring the sixth best woman in the world who's yep. ever played hockey into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, because, yeah, she deserves Like every name that comes up, you're like, yep. She totally deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, why did it take so long? <laughs> and why do, why do we have the second slot if you're not going to use it? And uh, hockey Hall of Famers. Uh, Ken Hitchcock to uh, Stanley Cup Jack Adams Award. All-around big dude. Pierre Lacroix, executive for the uh, Nordiques and Avalanche. Two Stanley Cups with the Avalanche uh, before passing away in 2020. Uh, also conducted the big trade for Patrick Waugh. Uh, and uh, Rob Blake and Ray Bork. So there's that. Um, I thought there was others. Is it just those? And I think it was just those. Okay. That was just the list I saw. So a um, fucking Hall of Mid. Hall Whoa. of Mid. It's Lundquist, Olette, and everyone else. I'm wondering if... Wondering if it's just me or if people don't really care about the Hall of Fame much anymore either. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I visited the Hall of Fame. I've been there twice. It's a fun time, lots of history. You get to see all the plaques. I I don't think that there's a singular person in the past or in the future that I that would make me want to go to the Hall of Fame just for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on anymore. Like, are there just too many people in the Hall of Fame? Is there something where they have to let all these people in? Is it that they just want people to talk about people that didn't make it into the Hall of Fame? Every like, I just the oh, yeah. Hall of Fame speeches are cool. Like, I kind of watch that when it's on NHL Network because some of the guys are funny. Like, last year, like, Luongo and the Sedins did, like, good speeches and such. But, like, the Hall of Fame itself, I don't know if I care much about it unless we rent it out. Right, yeah, and then we're fine. And even then, like, we don't have to care about the actual thing. Um, Um, It's just interesting to me. Like, I, I have apathy toward the, the, like, Hall of Fame like announcement that came out today. I was like, oh, cool. Just kept scrolling through right. Twitter. You yeah. know, like I didn't have a care one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess that's that maybe that's sad. I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe we've been doing this too long. We're old and jaded. We've already, uh, we've already had the, uh, the pieces of, Hey, Alexander Rogil needs still not in. What the fuck are we doing here? Um, whatever yeah 
Such is life. Such is life in the big city. Um, Jerome McGinley uh, was named uh, special advisor to Craig Conroy in Calgary. Those two are back nice. together, getting the band back together that way. I like that. Uh, like we mentioned before, Calder Cup ongoing game seven tonight. Hockey season ends tonight on the first day of summer. So ironic. Starts tomorrow again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Hershey taking on Coachella Valley. Hershey has not uh, won in Coachella Valley. They scored their first two goals in game six. They were shut out the first two games. So be interesting. Coachella Valley didn't win in Hershey, though, either. That's true. But all those like mo- all those games were one goal games, I think. That's true, and two, two of them, them went to overtime. Yeah, two of them went to OT. So, um, Philadelphia Flyers changed up their jerseys just a wee bit. As um, so I saw the the change mm-hmm. in the logo, mm-hmm. and to me, I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but it's almost like <clears throat> the logo was in Photoshop. And somebody like switched the saturation on it mm-hmm. and saved it, and they were like, "No, turn it back, put it put it back the way it was." And they're like, "I have no idea how it was. Right. I can't I can't fix it now. It's just darker." Yeah. So here is the uh, comparison, thanks to uh, Chris Creamer of SportsLogos.net. So this is this past seasons. Uh, you can see this is kind of the '70s inspired, and then next season is going to be more '80s inspired. So they get rid of like the seventies, the yoke there, all this fun stuff. They get rid of any border along the uh numbers on the sleeves. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't like that. I've look. always liked the three color. Um Oh, but it's just on the sleeves. The border's still on the numbers in the back though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Which is weird. Um, they're still making this dumb play this the uh, mix mix match bar thing from the seventies. So. I don't have a problem with that. I think it actually like shows that the name bar is, is sewn on as a as a bar instead of although I guess on the on the Fanatics jerseys they're probably just like white fabric. Yeah, it's just fabric and then they put it over. What's well, kind of like your old Bay jersey. Yeah. Let's see. NHL uniforms go to uh Andrew Greenstein's site to look at the Flyers over the years. Now, I did have a question, though, because I thought Fanatics was making the jerseys next season. No, season after. Oh, okay. Because I was like, in their uh, little little like spiel of like, hey, look at our new jerseys. They were all Adidas jerseys. I was like, huh. Right. Check that out. Yeah, so it goes from the 81 kind of look to the 82 kind of look, which I think this is full classic flyers. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the Hextall era Flyers. Yeah. I don't have a problem with their New Jerseys. No. Nah, they, the, the numbers are weird to me. I don't like I don't like the the one, you know, the one tone numbers on the shoulders, but I'll I'm sure I'll get over that when I don't care about the Flyers. That's true but as well. Classic look. It's hard to fuck up a Flyers jersey. Um uh, I mean they tried in the 90s uh with those uh, the concept of the teal jersey, but it's fine. It looks good. Um, Anaheim's got a new sponsor on their patch. I'm trying to I'm trying to try to bring this up. So they have a new sponsor and they're gonna be giving back to the community. Um a Jersey sponsor. By the way, first year of the Jersey sponsor. Um uh everyone is happy with it, I'm sure. 
So, oh, it's the 30th, I mean, 30th year for the Dolphins. Did anybody notice it after, like, game eight? Nope. <laughs> Except for the fact that they misplaced where the Stanley Cup final eh, patch was. I don't think anybody would have noticed it. Nah. So here's the jersey. It is going to be Ooh. the uh, Western National Property Management. And it's also the 30th year of the Ducks. Okay, so where do they put the captain? Uh, Probably right near the nipple here. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of room. Plenty of room there. So uh, Western Property Management, Um, they will be on the... I like the, that. That looks nice. They'll be on... It looks like the old WCW logo. Um, <laughs> will be on the uh, home and alternate jerseys. It's the official partner of the Anaheim Ducks. First ever partner to have its logo featured there. Uh, logo will be worn on all preseason, regular season, postseason games with a team wearing home or alternate jerseys. It'll be emblazoned on the right chest of the things. So here's the fun part. For every authentic home and alternate jersey sold with the Western National Property Management patch at the Ducks team store, Western National will donate $10 to a local community cause. I like it. Additionally, for every Anaheim Ducks win at Honda Center, a donation of $1,500 will be made to a local nonprofit to share the win with the community. And that's what you need to do as a fucking company if you want to do your sponsor and have people wear your fucking sponsorship. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. You say it's going back to the community. Whether it does or not, 10 years down the line, when they get you know caught for embezzlement, we'll see that it, they didn't do it, but it's a good token ahead of time on the surface. I but, mean, I found it hard to buy the Capitals jer- jersey this year with the advertisement on it. Right. Um, yeah. Even at the even at the the Rink. arena, but yeah. I only did I I did only go to one game. Sure. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, that one game's enough for you to get a good thing. And like, oh, I can't. Why can't I get this? What the hell's going on? It's so popular. Yeah. But what, were they one of the ones where you buy a jersey and they so, sh- uh, shoved the patch on if you wanted it? I can't. Remember. I have no idea actually, because oh. I went into the Fanatic store that they have, but I didn't go into like the real team store because I wasn't allowed to walk in with a beer and I didn't feel like coming back. Fair. Um, <laughs> so I walked into the like the fanatics part that they had, and I was like, I'm not buying a fanatics jersey, but none of the jerseys in the fanatics section had the patch on it, and I didn't see anyone walking around the arena with mm. it on there. I did see Brandon have one of the black jerseys though with the um advertisement patch. That on was it. probably so he figured out how to do it somehow. We probably bought the Adidas one too, or or it was a season ticket holder thing. Oh, yep, yeah, maybe you're right. Could have been, no idea. Um, smart, but but yeah, I didn't ask him. I mean, I could have. I saw him like three weeks ago. I didn't ask him. <laughs> right. All right. I didn't foresee this coming up on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? They always foresee it coming up on the show. Um. All right. Let's play. Uh, let's play. What do those prospects say now? Uh, it's a new game show. Uh, the 2023 draft next thir- ne- this coming wen- Wednesday and Thursday next week. Uh-huh. So the score dot com sent some of their jabrones to talk to some prospects. I'm sure this was uh, Zoom Zoom <sighs> stuff. So they gave you questions. They give you a couple of players, and then uh, you get to you get to answer what they answer what they answer. Um, one of the questions is which NHL player. Do you model your game after? Leo Carlson, who is a Swedish center from Oreboro or Orebro. Orebro. Johnny, who do you think Leo Carlson said he uh models his game after? 
Um, Hendrik Zetterberg. Oh, good good guess. No. Uh, he's a mix between Kopitar, Malkin, and Barkov. Oh, yeah. Right. Obviously. Of course. Let's go with a little NEHL action. Uh, Adam Gagnon, goaltender of the Chippewa Steel. What do you think he molds his game after, Johnny? Archer Zerbe. Close. Close. Uh, Andrew Vazileski. Or, uh, uh-huh. Alex, Andre, yeah, Andre Vazileski. And he also likes Sergei Bobrovsky. Okay. So Russian okay. guy. So you're kind of in that Eastern block. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's what I went for. Um, let's go with some uh, Youngstown Phantoms. Brendan Sloboda. His centerman for the Youngstown Phantoms. What do you think he says, I mold my game after? Um, uh, how about Sidney Crosby? Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck. Uh, By the way, this is much more useful than 1,600 pages of nothing. That's true. This is more fun as well. Uh, if you could steal one trait from an active NHL, or what would it be? What did Connor Bedard say? His bank account. Oh, baby. <laughs> no, he said his Connor Connor McDavid speed. Connor McDavid I mean, everybody, speed. everybody should go for Connor McDavid speed. How about Nico Mayatovich, left winger from the Seattle Thunderbirds? He did not say Connor uh, Connor McDavid speed or his bank account. Um, he wants Sidney Crosby's vision. Uh, the physicality of Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. All right. Um, I'm just making shit up at this point. No, I have that's no fine. Idea You're, these no, are. I love this. Uh, this is perfect. This is almost like around the fish traps. Um, I don't care about what teammate. What would you do if you weren't playing hockey? Beckett Hendrickson, a center for the U.S. National Team Development Program. Uh-huh. What did Beckett Henderson say? He would be uh, doing card breaks uh, on Twitter. Oh, that'd be so fun. Uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, he said he'd be a firefighter. But his name's Beckett. I know. I thought that too. Like he should definitely be doing something with trading cards. Yeah, he should be. He should be grading his cards. His parents named him for for trading cards. <laughs> that'd be great if they did. They had the they, they saw the vision of uh, sports cards going up in the industry again. They're like, "How did you get your name?" And he was like, "Well, my dad had a, a sports card collection when we were kids, and every every month we would get a Beckett." Mm-hmm. So we just figured, um, we we named him after our favorite magazine. That's why his sister's name is Cosmopolitan. Um, Bradley uh, Bradley Nadeau. Left wing for the Penticton V's. What do you say? What do you think he? What do you, What do you say he was going to be when he grew up? Oh, um, he's going to be a, a cattle rancher. Yes, we will give it to you, farmer. <laughs> uh, he says we have a farm back home in New Brunswick, and my dad owns the excavation business. We'll go with that. We'll got that works. Big win on that one. So good. Uh, if you were a goalie, what would you paint on your mask? If you were a goalie, what would you paint on your mask? We'll go to Easton Cowan of the London Knights, a right, a right winger. Oh, um, he would have a uh, um, scorch killing a firefighter. <laughs> should be that was should be the fucking for, uh, purely to, to listen to Sean Leahy pop. We're yeah, we're gonna get a text tomorrow. I get that reference. Uh, 
Easton Cowan says, uh, definitely my team colors. Maybe something to do with my nickname, which is Cowboy. Maybe a cowboy emoji? My last name's Cowan. I live on a farm. It works out pretty good. No substance on these kids. <laughs> Zero fucking substance. How do you write 1,600 pages on these fucking kids? Because uh, they didn't talk to them. No, that's true, too. Uh, how about Andrew Cristal, left winger from Kelowna? From Kelowna. You would have um, bottles of champagne popping. Oh, fuck. That'd be good. That'd be fantastic. Unfortunately, no. He said he'd be pretty colorful, and he would want to have the Corona uh, Kelowna Rockets logo, which is the Ogopogo monster, uh, on there. And put his, his name's Cristal. I know. Uh, maybe he doesn't understand it because he's from Kelowna. Oh, he's okay. a hockey player. Different demo. What is the best on ice trash talk you've ever heard? Um. Ah, uh, they they asked multiple kids, and I forgot. S- Sawyer my uh Mineo, the defenseman from Seattle. What did he say? Uh, the best trash talk he ever heard from. I think this kid's name's made up. I honestly don't think he's real. Um, your mama was a snowblower. Good, close. Uh, this is one that Bowen Byram said, who's a uh, defenseman for the Avalanche now. He said, buddy, you're going to be working a 9-5 to five in four years. I'm going to be making 925K. <laughs> it's a good one. Okay. It's a good All one. Right. Uh, Mayatovich, we go back to that guy. He said, uh, maybe just the hands one. Are you a digital clock because you got no hands? You know, something like that. That one's good. Uh, Andrew Strathman, who will be going to the University of North Dakota. What do you think he said the biggest uh, trash talk he said was? Or he heard? Um, I have no idea what what do people what do, I, I have no idea how to trash talk. I just laugh at people. All right, he does kind of says the same thing. Try not to listen to chirps. Try to skate away. I heard my buddy chirping someone once though. He said, "Talk to me when you're tall enough to ride the roller coaster." <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that, that that is good. Is that one that you you just walked away from? <laughs> no, I would kick the shit out of that guy. <laughs> like that's the person. So that person that would have said that to me had no idea that I was an academic all American wrestler, exactly. and I that they would be in a chokehold before <laughs> they knew it. You would wreck his shit. <laughs> I mean, not while we were playing, obviously. Obviously, not obviously. That Park- would get me a red card. Parking lot. Uh, also, speaking of junior hockey, the Wenatchee Wild have moved. Uh, they are now in the WHL. They, uh, they are just getting around. All the way around. They went from the NAHL up to the BCHL, and now they're in the WHL after the Winnipeg Ice were sold and moved to Wenatchee, Washington. Who knew the Winnipeg Ice, who didn't have backing from the Winnipeg Jets or the Manitoba Moose and played in a 1,500-seat arena on the University of Manitoba campus, could not make it in the WHL. It's a shock to me as it is to you. Yeah. So the Wenatchee Wild, the uh, old home of Don West, be dialing, be dialing, Jem Good work, Don. Don's, he's still working his magic. Yep. From uh, Hey, he's he- heavenly bodies making things work, baby. He's putting that Gem Mint team down, and that's a sixth. Uh, American team in the WHL now, so they add six uh, six team to the U.S. division. So we got that going for us. So there we go. We've done our portion of it. Now we wait for Lyle. 
Yeah. Once we got we'll buyouts. actually talk about things. Buyout, they speak of the devil. Wow. We fucking we mention him. We mention him as we get done our segment. He appears. Lyle Richardson. Spectretop.net. Poof. Here you are. Magic. Uh, Lyle, what'd you think of the Hall of Fame announcements? <laughs> uh, okay, first of all. First of all, first, first of all, all, I cannot speak because it is so exciting. <laughs> um, I had no problem with uh, Lundquist and Willette. Uh, well deserved. Yeah. Um, I don't have any problem with uh, Barrasso or Terjean or Vernon getting in because, of course, it's you know long overdue. Uh, but you know, I would I would sit Terjean for McGilney. Oh, McGilney, McGilney, McGilney. The, why they keep passing him over mm-hmm. is a mystery. No one seems to what, understand why. Was he a dick to the media? Like, is that the problem? Because Barrasso <laughs> took forever to get in because he was a dick yeah. to the media. Yeah, well, the only real... Uh, he was. I, I've never heard of any stories of him of, of McGilney being churlish, if you will, mm-hmm. with the media. The The one hint that I read a few years ago and Mike Harrington of the Buffalo News who covered McGilney when he was with the Sabres at the start of his career and he thinks that the you know the issue might be that the, the hall is afraid that he'll be a no-show to the ceremony because when the Sabres uh inducted him into their hall of fame he didn't show you know mm. okay Maybe that's just not his scene. That's just but... grasping at straws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and that Harrington isn't saying that's why he was. No, no, no. Eerie. He's just. Yeah. He's just giving a theory. But that's exactly. If that's really a reason, then come on. Yeah, that's a stupid reason. Then you just, you know, you you welcome him in and you say, you know, thank you and blah 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 and and you respect if the guy doesn't want to talk to the media or maybe he just doesn't want to do something like that if that's the case whatever whatever the reason that's the, just because he if 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 the reason is that they're afraid that he won't come to the ceremony that's no reason to keep him out of the Hall of Fame Mm-mm. you know you've got enough people being inducted right. You know, you just put up a video clip yeah, of, of, you know, do like a 10 minute video presentation or whatever of what made McGillney so special and deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. Talk with former teammates and coaches and things like that, you know, and just everybody applauds and you leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Everyone does their thing. I, I did happy. read a funny story, though, about mm. McGillney. Um, and uh, I don't remember who the coach was, but apparently at one point in his career, a uh, coach was being an asshole and giving a bunch of shit to everybody in the room. And he starts yelling at McGillney and McGillney looks at him and goes, have you ever heard of my story defecting? He goes, and you think you're going to intimidate me? Fuck off. <laughs> oh, you know what makes it even better? You, wanna, you know what makes that story even better? Hmm. That coach was Mike Keenan. Of course it was. He told off Mike Keenan. That's so good. You know, it was it, Adrian Decoin was sharing that story a few years ago, and that's where that all and it and of course it resurfaced this week, of course, with all the the, the lead up to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like yeah, Keenan being Keenan, of course, you know, was just yeah trying to basically try to intimidate everybody, and Adrian Decoin was just like, wow, like Mike's really <laughs> mad. Holy shit, you know. And then he he rips into McGilney, and yeah, just as you just as you said it, Johnny. I mean, it, it was a little longer than that, but the, you yeah. that was the gist. Was yeah? Do you do you know my story? Do you know 
you know, about how I defected. They said, you know, do, do you know that they threatened to kill my fucking family? And you think you can fucking intimidate me, Mike? <laughs> and and Adrian said the whole room just went deathly quiet. And he's like, holy shit. And he said for once in his life, he saw Mike Keenan. Mike Keenan was speechless because Keenan always got the last word, but he didn't get the last word that day. <laughs> and after that, he never tried to. I mean, that's such a good story, though. It is. And I have no reason to doubt Adrian Coyne telling it because that seems like something some, somebody like Alex McGillan would say, like, really? Really? You're a coach. This is hockey. Fuck off. Right? <laughs> I had to run for my life, for God's sake. They threatened to kill my family. And here you are. You think a blast of shit from you is going to scare me? Get out of my face. You know? Beginning to... of the end of Mike Keenan right there. Well, you know. <laughs> and then full done. circle, Mike Keenan wound up uh, coaching in Russia for a couple of years. So. <laughs> of course. His own personal Siberia. <laughs> I think it was technically Siberia, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was in Siberia. I can't remember quite where it was, but I don't think it was Siberia. I don't think it was Siberia. Hmm. I'm thinking Vladivostok. That's on the that's on the Pacific coast because Russia is like super Russia. It's big. Yes, big by huge. Yes, uh, Magnitogorsk. So Evgeny Malkin. Magnitogorsk. Oh, well, that's yeah. No, that's that's nowhere near <laughs> the Pacific coast. And no, that's... China. Yes, he coached yes. with Kulan. Yes, he did coach there, yep. and now he's done. Yeah, but anyway, he was named. But, um, he, he was named the head coach of the Italian national team. So we're gonna see him in the Olympics, baby. Oh, hey, Paisan. <laughs> Johnny, big but uh, yeah, happy I, I can break out the uh, Italy made. I mean, authentic uh, Nike Italy jersey again. Right there, you go. But yeah. You know, again, I mean, I, I don't want to shit on anybody who got who got selected. You know, I, I think every one of them was des was deserving. But I, I again, no offense to Pierre Turgeon, but I would have put him I would have inducted him next year and put McGillney in this year. Mm -hmm. It's just why it takes so long. Why it's taken so long for him. It's nobody seems to know and because like you said Barrasso yeah a lot of time he pissed off a lot of <laughs> a lot of pundits you know so he wasn't exactly a popular choice but <laughs> eventually he had to get in I'm glad to see that he finally did get it and the same with Mike Vernon you know mm -hmm. that's one that was overdue as well but still I don't know Mike Vernon didn't seem like a Hall of Fame goaltender to me his, he did because I watched him in his prime in the eighties. I guess. I guess flames. maybe that's it. Mm -hmm. But just in the era, he was not. The and best. and in nineteen ninety seven, he won the Conn Smythe Trophy, backstopping the Detroit Red Wings to their first Stanley Cup. We could have had a sniff at the Conn Smythe Trophy years. with that fucking team, Lyle. Come on now, <laughs> you you could have been in net and maybe got at least second place votes for uh, Conn Smythe. No. <laughs> No, no, this wasn't the 2002 Red Wings. No, this was still this was a Red Wings team that everybody was that that had that reputation for choking a lot. Mm. So, yeah, it was a big fucking deal. You know, nobody was arguing that everybody. Funny thing. Every, the only thing anybody ever really remembers about that entire playoff run, though, for the Red Wings was uh, Darren McCarty's goal. I remember Eiserman's goal. The, uh, one no, that was over in 96. The, uh... Is that the one that beats the Blues? Was that the Casey? Was that the year before? Yeah, that was uh, in 96. Then you're probably right, yeah. <laughs> That's the only goal I remember from the Red Wings. Yeah. yeah. But the Darren McCarty goal against the Flyers in the in the in in game four, 
which I believe turned out to be the game winning goal, mm -hmm. put them up two to nothing. And then the Flyers came back late, made it two to one, but they held on and they won. So yeah, Darren McCarty's goal. That's the only real big memory everybody seems to have. Most people seem to have of that, yeah. that whole run. And, but anyway. And of course, uh, Hockey Hall of Fame again fails to use the second uh, space for a women's nominee. Yes. Which, hey, I know. we put I, it in I there. I read that and I thought, yes, Scotty, you're right. That's, that, that, that's, why? Why? What are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, because here? it's still run by a lot of uh, aging white men. Old white guys. You can just call old, them old white whites. guys. You know, and, and you know, no offense to 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 some of them. I mean, God, Lanny McDonald is Lanny McDonald is is still a treasure. He's a wonderful guy. Like I've I've met Lanny McDonald. He's a, he really is a wonderful guy. But he's not the only one making the decisions. He's more kind of he's kind of more of in a figurehead role there. He's the guy who calls. He makes the call. It, it, you know, Lanny McDonald's like Santa, okay, sure. in that in that regard. He's he's letting everybody know. But to your point, though, Scotty, yeah, it's still it's still a foundation that is run largely by aging white men who, you know, their their mindset about how to about how to treat women is still based in the 1970s and the early 80s. Well, it's so. also all right. So let's let's take a look at the selection committee, mm -hmm. if if we may. Mm -hmm. um, all right, current members mm -hmm. of the selection committee. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Gartner, he's a chairperson. Yeah. David Branch, Brian Burke, Cassie Campbell Pascal, Mark, okay, one woman. Mark Chipman, Mark DeFoy, Ron Francis, Kamer Granado, Anders Hedberg, Yari Curry, Igor Larionov, Pierre Maguire, Bob McKenzie, Scott Morrison, Mike Murphy, David Poyle, Luke Robitaille, and Joe Sackett. Okay, so it's not all a whole bunch of aging white it's guys, but it's still a lot of white guys. It's so. two women in there amongst yeah. old NHL guys. Yeah, there's, there's. I, I, I would really love to, to. I would, God, it'd be great if to talk to Bob McKenzie about it and find out what's going on. Yeah. Some somebody should really ask Bob, like, why, Bob? Why are some of these guys not getting? First of all, why are some of these guys being constantly passed over? And second of all, if you got two spots that you can bring in two women, why aren't you? True. Why, you know, that's true. He, he would new book. He would seem like the right guy. No, but he would seem like the right guy to ask. Mm -hmm. I would think if you asked Bob McKenzie, he would give you a straight answer. I just don't think anybody's asked him that question. Do they dare? I guess is the question too. I guess maybe they don't want to upset the Bob Father. I don't know. Ah, uh, fuck. Who's the? I can't. I can't. I I see his picture on this on the front page here, on the little picture they have. <laughs> And I can't remember his name. He's a Montreal Montreal guy, Michael Faber, Michael Farber. He would Michael be a guy. Farber. He would yeah. be a guy to ask, and he would give you the yes. straight dirt. He's, he's, yeah, he was in the committee for a long time, yeah. long, long time. So, um, I, I, I don't. I mean, look, I get that you're not going to please everybody with your selections, you know, mm -hmm. year over year. I understand that you only have so many slots, and I get you're not going to please everyone, mm -hmm. right? But. You know, the McGillney thing's been, you know, this whole thing's been growing for a while, okay? And, you know, before long, too, you're going to start hearing a growing chorus of why isn't Keith Kachuk in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Over 500 goals and, and you know, career NHL goals, right? Mm -hmm. I, there's not too many 500-goal players who aren't in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He's in the United States Hockey Hall of Fame. I think him, him and Roenick might be the only... He and Roenick, yeah. yep. Now, Jeremy Roenick, I can understand to a degree why he hasn't gotten selected yet because Jeremy's a very outspoken guy. No, and he has on. he has trod on some toes and sometimes he's he's put his foot in his mouth too. So I can understand why he hasn't 
gotten anything yet. I'm not saying that that he should never. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that they elect him in before he fucking dies. I don't want to see. I really that was the thing that really pissed me off about the whole Pat Burns thing. Yeah, everybody was expecting Pat Burns. The man was dying. You had a chance to do the right thing, and they didn't. And oh, the year later, when he was in the ground a year, oh yes, Pat Burns to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And it's like, you heartless bastards. Would it have really killed you to put this guy in, you know, kind of like his last thing, you know? Uh, yeah, anyway, don't let me stare on that. That really pissed me off. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we even talked about it on the show, you know, 10 years ago when that whole thing went down. But, uh, you know, Theo Fleury, obviously, oh man, such a shame. You know, but Theo Fleury is not going to get in the Hockey Hall of Fame, the road that he's currently traveling on, mm-hmm. uh, which is a shame because uh, 10 years ago, he really was an inspiring story. And I was um, I was among the people going, yeah, I think you should be in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, not now. <laughs> Sorry, not now. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, uh, but somebody like Keith Kachuk, I think you're going to start to see a groundswell growing from there, especially as as his, his two boys are just growing in stature in, in, in the NHL mm-hmm. and being stars in their own right. You're going to start hearing that a lot more, too. Hey, why isn't Keith Kachuk in the Hockey Hall of Fame? You know, um, he's in the famous Dave's Hall of Fame, which I thought was interesting. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So he's got the ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I like. To, I would like to make a. If I could, if I would like to make a correction, it's your show, man. Do it. Uh, <laughs> early, earlier, earlier in the show, I had mentioned that the NBA draft for the first time in a while um, would be taken or be going after the NHL draft. Apparently, the NBA draft is tomorrow. It there will not be before <laughs> the NHL draft. I That's okay. It's still a, it's still a week away from the NHL one. There's no conflict. Yeah, no, we'll be doing a draft show, Lyle. It's gonna be great here. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> uh, oh my God in heaven. Hey, Mark. Hold on. Pop dog. Mark with a C joins us. <laughs> Welcome, Mark. Hi. You're pre-gaming you for have, our you, draft you show. Have to kill a child. <laughs> it was a long night. Oh. <laughs> But now I have even more Jesus. Yeah, oh, thank God, you're gonna need it. Our even self, more man. Jesus. Uh, we you, from you, the evil, evil twin, twin Matanzo Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. The uh, you missed us going over some of these 1,600 pages. That is the Elite Prospects Handbook for this year's draft. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys talk about Tom Barrasso yet? Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we were just kind of going on that. Mark, what do you think? <clears throat> I hate it. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. All right. Jay I mean, Sherman. he had to have gotten in on some other merits, right? It wasn't just his playing career. I mean, he had, there's some other stuff going no, on. No, it was there, actually right? only his playing career, I'm sure, that got him in. That's because the rest awful. of them is terrible. Because of his sparkling personality. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of them is a twat. But... Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure you didn't like buy his way in, or like he didn't save hey, a kid hey, from hey, a now. run a oh. runaway Zamboni or? Something? Oh no, he would fucking tell that kid to get faster and move better. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with with talk. Listen, I've made the case in the past. I even did it a couple times. He's a penguin. Report. Fuck him. There you go. <laughs> penguin Meanwhile, Dino Cicerelli is crying himself to sleep in his limo somewhere. And a Calder Trophy. So there. So there. Mm. Fuck him, he's mm. a penguin. Um, <laughs> Dino Cicerelli crying in the jail cell. In his limo, I said. Oh, no, we can't say that. 
Dino get in? You think we get Dino in? 1,200 points. 1,200 points? Dino Cicerelli? Dino. We get Dino yeah. in there. Undrafted. How many guys, how many guys with 1,200 points aren't in the Hockey Hall of Fame? One. Apart from Dino. One, Dino yeah. Cicerelli. <laughs> no, I, again, that's, a, that's another one where you have to go. I'm still wondering. 600 goals? Why... Fuck, and he's not in? Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Exactly. Like, okay. Who did Dino piss off along the well, way? Well, I mean, there was that one thing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's the thing about it. Yeah, like there Mark was that to. one thing, but that one thing was was a long time ago, yes. and I don't think that that should be uh, something that. I mean, day with cancel culture these days, and you know, I mean, <laughs> the hell yeah. with that. But the the one I'll tell you, the one guy though, you know. I, I really wonder why he hasn't been in the hockey why he's in the hockey hall of fame. That's Butch Goring. And yeah. I say that in all seriousness because yeah. Butch Goring deserves to be in there. The late seventies and early eighties, he was one of the best two way centers in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah, and he was one of the cleanest when the Lady Bing Show, I think he did he win it twice. I know he won it once for sure. Um, when he was with the Kings. Uh and he was, as Bill Torrey the general manager of the New York Islanders said when he acquired him in 1980, Butch Goring was the that final piece of the championship puzzle for the New York Islanders. He won the Conn Smythe Trophy in 1981. Again, the late 70s, early 80s. I'm telling. If it wasn't in fact for Bob Gainey, who basically was the the dominant uh, two way forward in the game back then, Butch Goring would have been the guy. You know, he would have been the guy. And I think he should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. But there you are. Should we play? I will, as I said today on my website, I said I will keep stumping for Butch Goring until he's either inducted or I die, whichever comes first. Hey, so, yeah. And I plan on living a long fucking time. Oh, boy. So. We like to hear. I can, I can wait, Hockey Hall of Fame. I can wait. Let's... I'm only going to live until 80. There you that's go. when I start Perfect. doing the good drugs. There's, uh... Oh, there you go. 19 players that are over 1,000 points that are not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And that is ridiculous. Do you want to go through them? <clears throat> yes, please. Let's uh, do it. This uh, is the Hall of Fame show. Do it. All right. <clears throat> How many? All right. Should we eliminate the ones that are still active? They're not, this is not including anyone who's active. Not active. Yeah, you can't include anybody who's active. No, it literally... Uh, yeah, but, no one who's active. Yeah, we look. We know Ovi and and Crosby are getting in. That's right. that's their slam dunks. Yeah, so, yeah. Same with Patrick King Kane and on and on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so this is non-active, twenty mm-hmm. pl- nineteen players could be twenty. I could have counted it wrong. That are not that are not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. Brian Prop. Surprising. Steve yeah. Larmer. Oh, mm. Larmer definitely should be in the Hall of Fame. Your buddy Dale Hunter. Iro- mm. Irony, irony would say Dale Hunter and Pierre Turgeon would come runner after another. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Dale, Dale, Dale should have been though, behind Pierre Turgeon. That's yeah, true. Yeah, Dale, yeah. but Dale Hunter's got got that got that baggage though, man. Like the dog yeah. in him. Oh, yeah. um, he's the best, Brian Bellows. Mm, yeah, I don't know, menial. Uh, Patrick Eliash. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Alexei Kovalev. Are you working oh. your way up in points or yeah. down? Up. So up. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I. I Kovalev, yes, but I, I think he's got to kind of wait a bit, though. There's yeah. there's still some other players that uh, would be more deserving. Almo. Almo, we talked about. McGilney, get him in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dougie Waite. 
I think mm. he falls in that Kovalev thing where he's got to Yeah, play. yeah, yeah. Bobby Smith. Another one that falls in, into that category. Very good player. He mm-hmm. played for my head. He played for Minnesota and, and, and all of that. Um, you know, and uh, had, he's had a very successful uh, uh, career as a, uh, an executive in junior hockey here in, uh, mm-hmm. here in the Maritimes. Uh, he was GM for a long time of the Halifax Mooseheads. Yeah. So, uh, but again, yeah, that's kind of in that same class with uh, with uh, with uh, Kovalev. Yeah. Patty Verbeek. Same thing. Uh, Ray Whitney. I think same thing. Same thing. Keith Kachuk. We've already stumped for him. Yeah, Keith Kachuk. Yes, yes. Uh, a preeminent power forward. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Dave Taylor. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Part of that triple crown line. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's um, Tim Taylor. He played for the Lightning. Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I, he's almost in that gray area between where I would see like Kachuk okay. and McGilney and and Dougie Waite and the rest of them. He, yeah. Wow. Kind of right so, there. Theo Fleury. <laughs> we already talked. <clears throat> yeah. No. Not not in the current path he's on. Nope. No. Rod Brendamore. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, 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 so but he's still actively in the game. Could he be inducted as a player, as an active head coach? I don't of course, think so. Of course right? he can. Yeah. He retired he a lot. He's playing. going in as a as a player, not a yeah. coach, not a builder. So, yeah, not Bob the builder. Yeah. Rod, oh, Rod the player. Of builders. Uh, Ken Hitchcock got got in. Yep. Him and uh, Pierre Lacroix. That's well deserved. Yes. Um, Vinny Danfus. Still in that? Yeah, still in that Kovalev, Dougie yeah. Wade. Yeah. Bernie Nichols. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, he's yeah, got too many that. MLM schemes uh, from his past. <laughs> uh, and finally, the mo- the player with the most points who is not in the the Hockey Hall of Fame, and we mentioned him earlier, Jeremy Roenick. Good old Jr. Good old Jr. It's like I said, I think I think he should be in, uh, but. Again, he as I said, he's he's very outspoken, and I think that's that's what's keeping him out. I think there are there are too many people on that board who just they're yeah, mm-hmm. they just don't uh, yeah don't don't <laughs> don't uh, don't jive with him. Well, and and let's not also forget to uh, the kind of uh, ugly way that he uh, he lost his job with NBC as well yeah, exactly. a few years ago. That was a little little creepy. So yeah, this really isn't all the fame. Okay. Oops. What was that? What was that? What was that? Twenty. What was that? Twenty ten Hall of Fame class thirteen years ago that I missed out on. Um, Wait, who? Dino's in. Dino's I in? thought so. Oh, okay. Yeah, two thousand ten. I uh, thought thirteen he years was. ago. Yes. Okay. Thirteen Jesus. years ago. Jesus. <laughs> all right. Now there. Now that was there my are. Fault. Probably my fault for sending us down the wrong path. Yeah, it's okay, buddy. It's fine. Uh, you <laughs> the research. Who cares? There's only one player in uh, the NHL history, mm-hmm. retired, that mm-hmm. has 500 goals mm-hmm. uh, and not in the Hall of Fame that we didn't mention previous. Keith Kachuk, mm-hmm. Pat Verbeek, Jeremy Roenick, we mentioned previous. 500 goals, uh, not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Name the last player who, uh, who's got 500 goals but not yet in the Hall of Fame. What era? Uh New era, ninety to two thousand ten. That's not that's that's the that's the age that's the range I'm giving. Yeah, you. yeah, no, 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 yeah, no yeah. that's that's fine. Nineteen ninety to two thousand ten. Huh. 
give you all give you all a guess when you're ready. Johnny, if you're ready, go ahead guess. Mark, if you're ready, go ahead guess. Peter Forsberg. Peter Forsberg. Mark. <clears throat> From ninety until now. Over five only the threshold is only five hundred points. Five hundred goals. 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 Five hundred goals. 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 Um Ilya Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk and Lyle. I know this is wrong, but I, I can't think of anybody else right now. Uh John LeClaire. No, Peter Bondra. Peter Bondra. Wow. Five hundred and three go. goals in a hundred or in one thousand and eighty one games. How many uh, points? Yeah, but why would he be a Hall of Famer? He can't even get his number retired. That's true too. Uh <laughs> Eight, Which only, is a joke. Just dripping with sarcasm, yeah. by the way. Only, only 892 And that, that that's probably might it. be the reason why, yeah. yeah. But still, I think that's worth, I mean, over 500 goals, I think that's still worthy of consideration. And of course, he, he should have his number retired. He got his, yes! Yes. He, got his, he led his team to a Stanley Cup final. I can't believe the Capitals haven't retired his number. Uh, they haven't retired his or Kolzik's number. Well, it is 12. Yeah. <laughs> well, so... How, Let's let's look at the Washington Capitol numerology. Uh, <laughs> he he got his last goal as a uh, uh, Chicago Blackhawk uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Thrasher's legend, Peter Bondra. Um, come on, Jersey Jersey. How about sweater number history? If I put number in there, what about what will that give me? Here we go. List of who's worn number twelve since Bonsai. Mm-hmm. Has done that. Who's won number thirty-seven since Oli Kolzig? And I hope it's Jason Doig. <laughs> um, who's worn at number twelve after Bondra? Oh, of course, we can't retire Bondra's number twelve because Jeff yep. Friesen wore it in two thousand six, and that guy's a fucking legend. A legend, <laughs> and that's the only one who's worn it since. Uh, uh thirty-seven. Oli Kolzig's the last to wear it. The one previous, Alfie Turcotte. Alfie Turcott wore it in '91 before goals again. Yeah, like that—that that is just so so strange. Why the Capitals yeah. haven't? You, you're not doing enough to celebrate your history, man. They're both part of the fucking front office. Like, why are they not? <laughs> what yeah, are we like, doing? That—that's a good question. Did you know? That's a good question to ask the owner. Teddy Ballgame, what's happening, bud? Ask Ask Teddy Ballgame why there hasn't been a number retirement ceremony for those two. Teddy, they were key. They were important players in in Capitals history. Oh yeah, they really were, and they sure. should they should have their number retired because they may not get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'd say they're they're. I'd odds say are there's a very good chance they're not getting in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Probably not, <laughs> but they should at least be honored by the team that they served so well for so many years. You know, they really should. Was it um, the night that Mike Gartner had his number retired? Wasn't that like while you were a season ticket holder? So that was like 10 years ago or so, like maybe a little bit longer. You and I I went to that game. We got pins. Yeah. Like not even knowing that it was that night. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, we were just like, hey, we should go to the Caps game tonight and showed up and Viola. 2008. Was when Mike Gartner's jersey was retired. The last number retired by the Washington Capitals. 2008. Now, I mean, we know Ovi's number is going to be retired. Mm-hmm. We know Backstrom's number will be retired, yeah. of course. Uh, I'd say that's they're probably the only two of your current Capitals 
that will get their yeah, numbers retired. I would agree with that. I, yeah, yeah, it'll be those. Oh, of course, but Backstrom definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm very very surprised by that. That Bondren and Colzig. I mean, come on, come on. Colzig backstopped to, to your first ever Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Bondra helped helped get you to your first Stanley Cup final because he was your your main goal scorer. And you know, you know, only the goalie won your first. You know, not your first, your second. Let me correct myself. Your second Vezina Trophy winner. Yep. Vezina Trophy winning goalie. Uh-huh. Oh, you had three. Jim yeah, Carrey. Yeah. Jim the Ace Carey. I think. Well, I know that. And Colzig. First one. Yeah. So how many? Colzig yeah, and then, and then Hopi one. won one. So the Caps have won three Vezina trophies. Is there any other franchise that have had three separate? Oh, Vezina winning goalies. Montreal. Montreal leads with 29. Well, that's not fair. No, 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 29 total. (laughs) 29 I'm talking about separate separate goaltenders that have won a trophy. That's what I mean. Separate. (laughs) That's not fair. Separate ones. Yeah. That's not, okay. Since the Caps have come into existence. (laughs) Okay. All right, the uh, Boston Bruins only have two. Um, It's second Bruins. Wait, is this pre? Yeah, okay, that's pre. Okay, so that's pre. Oh, come on, you're breaking it up pre and present, whatever. All right, so the Boston Bruins actually have, um, Boston Bruins have five. Yes. Total. Uh, the Sabers have four total. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, this Blackhawks. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. Blackhawks have a lot. Canadians have one. One, two, three, five, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay, now here's here's where we get fucked up with it. Okay. The Vezina, did that not used to be kind of like the Jennings Award? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. There was a time. Well, for a time. Mm -hmm. uh, When the the award first came out, I think for, oh, God, for decades – it was 20, just one goalie yeah. got it because back back in the day, oh. the teams only had one goalie. But yes. when you got, I think it was in either the sixty, the late sixties after expansion up until the early eighties, uh, it would be shared by the team. Sixty four, sixty five was the year. It was sixty four, sixty five is when yep. they did it. Okay, yep. Up until I think it was the early eighties, and then <clears> they did the Jennings. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Eighty one was the last year. So it was yeah, you would GAA. then it was then kind of awarded to the team, you know, yeah. and yeah, like Ken Dryden won, I think, God, five Vezina trophies, mm-hmm. but he had to share with you know, he had to share Bunny LaRock with, with Bunny LaRock because yeah. that's the way they were doing it then. It was Dryden who won the damn thing, mm-hmm. but it was just yeah. But it also uh, the goalie had to play a minimum of twenty five games too. So <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. So for a time it was. So yeah, those numbers are kind of artificially inflated a bit. But Montreal is still the leader. If you take the backup goalies out of the equation there, Bunny LaRock, or you know, take Bunny LaRock, for example, out of the equation there for Montreal. Yeah, Montreal still leads all goaltenders. Yeah. You know, for most Vezinas. Yeah. yeah. It's true. 
So. I mean, hell, the, hell, the award is named after a Montreal Canadiens. Which I think bench. is skewed. Like, I think that that's just <laughs> not the great. The guy died. He was the best goalie in the league at the time. And he died of tuberculosis, leaving behind, well, listen, and I kid you not, 20 kids. He still couldn't fucking wow. save himself. Like, that's the oh, biggest. Got it. He and so the league, much, then, yeah. honored, the league honored him. Yeah. Okay, I think I may be exaggerating the number just, of kids a bit there. Say, it's too bad Jen's not here. She could tell me for sure. Nah, she's fine. But, uh, but still, he died of tuberculosis, so the league, to honor his memory, did this award, you know, award named in his honor. So, And I believe it was a Montreal Canadian who was the first to win it, too. George Hainsworth, <laughs> I think. So, here we go. All right. So, <clears throat> according to Leo Duran, the uh, Canadian's manager. Leo Dan Duran. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bang-a-rang. I re- love that song. Skrillex is great. Uh, it was reported he had fathered 22 children. Oh, there it is. Okay. So, I wasn't far off. He thought... Uh, Duran Duran uh, was hungry like the wolf and said that uh, he's uh, Vezina speaks no English and has 22 children, including three sets of triplets, and they were all born in a space of nine years. In actuality, the Vezinas only had two children, and George spoke broken English. <laughs> so, it's a little bit, maybe it was a little be- bit lost in translation. Yeah. A little, little discrepant. Hey, you know what? For tax purposes, 22. Like it seems 22. like two. What the hell? Yeah. Back in those days, what are you gonna do? Back in those days, if you back in those days, Jesus, if you can you imagine if the child did the child uh, the child care benefit freaking was around back then? Oh, That's what you get boy. in Canada for your kids. That yeah. Yeah. Jesus. All kinds you of wouldn't have to you play wouldn't have to anymore. work. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, yeah. you would have to work because twenty two kids. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Right. You're Jesus. Yeah. You're you're a dugger by that point. Mm. Oh, that's not nope, a good sorry, place that's... to be. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Duggan. That's not Duggar. Sorry. I saw that documentary on uh, on Amazon Prime. Holy shit. Oh, what the wow. Who we... That's all I'm going to say. About who? Wow. There. For mm. Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Oh! Duggar. Duggar. Oh. Oh, well. Duggar, oh, not Duggan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is a great American, and I won't hear a bad word against him. Except that time he drove with the Iron Sheik and got caught. Nah, uh, that's a sheik's fault. It's oh, sheik's fault. it's a good thing I mean, he's you passed. have to respect anybody that shows up with a two by four. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> to events. That is Absolutely. true. Um, <laughs> by the way, I saw the Anaheim, uh, the the Mighty Duck documentary on uh, ESPN. How was it? It was, really, was it? it was it was fun. It was a fun, fun I'm little looking thing. Forward to, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Is <laughs> yeah. that a thirty for thirty? No, it's a sixty uh, E sixty. Oh, okay. um, E60. Yeah. Give me on TSN up here in a yeah, it's, in a, a, it's a good in one. A few weeks. I also watched the 30 for 30 for the American Gladiators, and that was fantastic. Oh, oh awesome. Two-part series. I didn't series. think they were still making 30 for 30 anymore. Yeah, 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 they're doing. They're doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, they used to show them all the time up here, like like within a week after ESPN did, but sure. now they've kind of stopped doing it. So. Right. Yeah, no, but that, that the, the, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Anaheim was really, really fun because they were saying, yeah, our team is dog shit, but we're outselling every team in major sports. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Something that started out just as a basically based out of a marketing ploy, mm-hmm. and it turned into yeah, yeah. Into, the backstory uh, backstory is great. Ah, looking forward to. It. I am so yeah. I, I read up on it. I I, I saw. I think I saw a trailer on it. Every kind of teaser on it. And it looked really really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'll enjoy it. ESPN boy, they can still knock it out of the park with their document, their sports documentaries. Oh yeah, yeah. As, as long as you don't have to deal with the deal with the actual like talking heads of that thing, you're <clears> fine. <throat> like if you actually yeah. do research and. Farming out to other people, yeah, and you're good. Um, 
I still think the one they did on OJ was was one of the best sports documentaries I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. that was wow. Like it was really well done on OJ Simpson a few years ago. That was really well done. And I really like the Ric Flair one too. Still haven't seen that one. I have the time. I just don't. That one's care. that one's it's it's good. <laughs> it's it's good. It it's definitely warts and all, man. Definitely warts and well, all. But go. it's it's good. Uh, Lyle, we're seeing the deconstruction of the Winnipeg Jets right before our eyes. Yes. Uh, it seems that uh, Connor Hellebuck's on his way to New Jersey. Pierre-Luc Dubois already got one <laughs> foot across the border. Um, Mark Shifley might get bought out. Um, no, it's Blake Wheeler. One of them's going to get bought out. Um, it's all ball bearings. All, yeah, Shifley, exactly. Shifley has trade value. It's Wheeler that's gonna get, that could get bought out. So we look at it, and... Uh, Boy, what a turn of events from a team that was just there a few years back. Yeah, yeah, but again, I mean, we talked about it before. Uh, there's, there's been, and it's been no secret for the last three years. There's been big time divisions in that dressing room, and it's you can you can see how it's it's played out on the ice. I mean, that's why Paul Maurice left. You know, it's just he he couldn't he couldn't get those players to, to play together in a, as a cohesive bunch anymore. So he said, it, it's time for, for somebody new to come in here and try it. Uh, but I mean, even, you know, Rick bonus, I mean, the first half of last season, it looked like he had success with it. And then, you know, around February it fell apart and, you know, he basically tore a strip off them when they got eliminated. He then apologized and walked it back. Cause I think, you know, Kevin Shevel day off probably told him to do it, but the the critic the critique that you saw from from Rick Bonus his first reaction was the honest one and you know honestly uh, Hellebuck and uh, Dubois are making it easy for Kevin Shevel Day off mm. they really are by saying no I'm not signing we're not signing extensions you know we're not just not um, and it would be absolutely pointless. For Shevel Day off to go, well, we'll just stick with these guys one more season, play it play out, and hopefully we can get into the playoff. No, you're a marginal playoff team now. You're not a conference finalist anymore. You haven't been in five years. Okay. So it's time. It is time. It is overdue. And I know that it's not a good look, obviously. It it really isn't. You're you're basically going to be getting rid of four core guys all at the same time, pretty much. The funny thing is that with Shev- with with Shifley, it's been like radio silence. So I'm not quite sure what's going on. There. Whereas a year ago, he was the one, you know, piping up saying, you know, well, you know, I I got to do what's right for my career, and you know, blah blah blah, kind of dropping big hints that you know, hey, if things don't turn around, I'm out of here. But he's been he has been absolutely silent. Uh, whereas we've heard now, we haven't heard anything from Dubois and, and Hellebuck either, but their agents are doing all the talking for mm-hmm. them. You know, these reports that you're getting from the, you know, that are being reported, you know, they're not citing the agents, but we all know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And you're not hearing Shevel Day off deny it. You're not here. I mean, Dubois was at the, was at Formula One races in Montreal, hanging, chilling with uh, Cole Caulfield yeah. and a bunch of the boys. Of course, he's from Montreal, so yeah, he lives there. But you know, he had the perfect opportunity then, if there was no truth to any of it, for him to say, "No, this is all bullshit." You know, I don't know where it's coming from, and just carry on. Fact that they're not denying it means, yeah, these guys are gone. Hellebuck mm-hmm. and 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 Dubois are gone for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a matter of when, and it's probably going to be leading up to the the, <laughs> the first round, which is a week from Ooh. a week from tonight. 
So yeah, it, I got a feeling, guys. That Tonight's gonna be a good night. Oh. We Are don't see it. We don't see a lot of player movement between now and and next Wednesday, leading up to next Wednesday in the draft. Mm-hmm. This could be another Ottawa draft. Oh, uh, baby, oh, yeah. don't say that. that don't I, say that. We I got really fucked up that one, that man. Bullshit. We got re- no one remembers Mark Torres ACL. Yeah, fuck. But I'm talking about the actual first what? round itself. Yeah, oh. where I, I still remember, I still remember coming back from my son's grad, sitting down, going, "Oh yeah, this thing's probably uh, this should should be yeah, this should be into number twenty now." And I turn around like, "Holy fuck, they're still at eight? The hell!" You know, yeah. it's been nearly three hours. What's going on? And then I see, oh, Jesus, there's all these trades that take place. There was a period of time where Batman walked up and he's like, we got to trade. And the fans were like, fuck. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. This isn't fun anymore. It got, God. it got like, honestly, uh, Lyle, it got so bad. We had to wait until like 2 a.m. to go out afterwards. Yeah, well, you almost missed the ferry. We, me, so, me, Sombrero, Rachel waited till like two o'clock for Wish, and we went to a fucking uh, Quebec casino, and that's how long we had to wait to get any kind of drink, because uh, everything was closing up. But god damn, oh, yeah. that was a fun time. Yeah, we so almost that's the, the, that we got the, the last uh, ferry back splitting... across the river. That was the split in threes. Splitting threes. Yeah, night? it was a Glenn Anderson split in threes night. Yeah. Well, that was well. I said, you, yeah, I was up until two in the morning, basically trying to catch up on all the trades that I missed right? and updating my site. It was crazy. That was a crazy night. But the point, the point is though, yeah, um, there's big, big changes uh, that are that going to be happening. But I think this is stuff that's long overdue, and the fact that it, it it's kind of come to this, this is totally on Shevel Day off. Mm-hmm. Okay, the 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 warning signs have been going off for the last two years. That okay, there's going to need to be some changes here. He knows what's going on in that dressing room, you know. He can see the product on the ice and see that it's not where it should be. And yet he's just, and I know, yes, he's he's patient and he's cautious to a fault. Well, the fault is now with you, bud, because this is the situation you're in. All of this now is happening all at once, and it creates this whole thing of oh, players don't want to be in Winnipeg. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Winnipeg, not a hockey town. You're going to hear all that shit come up and everything. But it's also saying, yeah, that there's a toxic atmosphere in that dressing room. And so now it's got to be addressed and it's, it's being addressed in a very ugly public way. The only redemption here for them is if is if Shevel Dayoff can get really good returns for these guys. And, you know, it, it it's not going to be well because he's not going to tear it down. You know, he doesn't want to tear it down. The ownership doesn't want to tear it down. But they definitely need to retool. And they're going to want return. And Elliot Friedman already told us this about three weeks ago, saying, look, you know, they're taking calls on Dubois. They're taking calls on Hellebuck. The returns they want, yeah, they'll want some draft picks and some prospects, but they're going to want players who can help them right now. So because they got guys like, you know, there's there's Kyle Connor there. You know, you, you, you've you got... Uh, um, you know, you've got the young kids that are coming in there, like, uh, like, um, oh God, uh, Cole Perfetti. Uh, Cole, thank you. Yes. <laughs> you know, but yeah. And of course, Nikolai, Nikki Ehlers is still mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Morrissey, you know, uh, not the singer, but, uh, oh. Morrissey, the defenseman, cause heaven hey, knows w. he's, 
he's miserable now. Right. But uh, no, but he's but listen, the guy, you know, you, you've got to you still got a decent core of talent there that if you can bring in some good players in for return for these guys, you might be able to salvage something. How they're going to replace Hellebuck, though, that's that's going to be the tough one, because he's the guy who when the team started falling apart down the stretch, he basically put that club on his back and got him into the playoffs. They have nothing in goaltending. Yep. Nothing in the pipe, yep. nothing at all. Yep. And this this goalie market, this uh, UFA, unless they can swing uh, Vanasek uh, back or maybe Akira Schmid. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you get a return though when other GMs know that you're at a disadvantage every single day that you don't trade him? It's just going. It's just closer to him leaving for nothing. But because you you're know, trying, like... you're trying to stoke up a bidding war right now. Mm-hmm. Heading like the optimum time, I think, is to move those guys, especially to move Hellebuck, because that's the key July one. July first. Well, before <laughs> July first, definitely. But I think if you're going to get any kind of reasonable return, mm-hmm. you got to do it when you're heading into the draft. Because as we all know, all 32 GMs are there. That's the best time you can basically like you know face to face negotiations here, and. That's where you can also get draft picks. That's where you can also get prospects. You know, that's where you can do a lot of, you know, I think that's when you'll get a better return. If um, you wait, because let's be honest, the draft ends on the 29th and two days later, it's free agency. So now you're scrambling big time. And after July 1st, all that money that teams have is going to evaporate real fast. Not just being spent on goaltenders because the the free agent market for goalies is shit. But just on other players and re-signing other players and so on. So, yeah, I'd say Shovel Day Off, he's got a week to sort all this shit out. The amount of deals that are going to be done on Broadway in Nashville is going to be fucking amazing. Mm. It's going to be quite spectacular. Well, it's been, you know, it's been, well, it's been since Ottawa. 2008 was the last time we saw a draft where you saw a lot of established players being traded. You know, I mean, every draft has had some players, some more than others, but nothing like that Ottawa draft. And this is almost this is almost looking like a perfect storm coming up here because you like I said, and and it's not just Hellebeck as well, because once Hellebeck's moved, then what's the market for John Gibson? Because John Gibson wants to be traded. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what's the market on him? He's the he's the next one that goes right. Then there's Carter Hart, you know, with Philadelphia. Carter Hart. Could they could they not? You know, Danny Briere says he's listening on everybody. The only guy he's not moving, I think, is 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 um, one of his prospects. Cutter, Cutter, Cutter Goche. Yeah, Cutter Goche. Cutter Goche. So everybody else he's willing to listen on. And if somebody makes him a good offer, as we saw with Probrock, he'll jump on it. Mm-hmm. So Carter Hart could be out there as well. You know, um, there's even UC Saros out of uh, Nashville. His name has come up. Now, I think that depends on what what Barry Trotz wants to do. If Trotz is just looking at retooling, no, he's not trading Saros. If he's looking at it and going, yeah, we need to rebuild here, yeah, why not? Because you've already got a young goalie there and and Askarov, um, you know, who's going to be ready very soon uh, to start playing full time in the NHL. So maybe maybe you you move him and and Saros would definitely garner, you know, he wouldn't be quite the same kind of value as Hellebuck. But right up there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if you're scoring at home or even if you're alone, here's some of the top UFAs. Or here's the top UFA by value. 
mm-hmm. uh, for this this coming se- this off season. Uh, Jonathan Quick, Semyon Varlamov, Freddie Anderson, Jonathan Bernier, Cam Talbot, Tristan Jari, uh, Anton Hudobin, Alex Nedeljkovic, uh, Laurent Brasson, uh, James Reimer, Mike Smith, Aiden Hill, Antti Ranta, Martin Jones, Yuri Halak, Jonas Corposalo, and Thomas Gresh. Um, and if this was five years ago, everybody would be, go, everybody would be saying, wow, what a great goalie market yeah, for free great, agents. Guys. My God. But they're almost every one of them are past it. All, most of them are has-beens or never worse. Yep. Yep. Or a product of the great system in front of them. Yep. And, well, Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta, I think you can take them off the board right now because mm-hmm. uh, they want to stay in the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes want to keep the band together for one more run. Sure. They want it. They want to take one more kick at it next year. They're already mm-hmm. negotiating with Anderson and Ranta. So unless one of those goes sideways, you know, I, I think they're going to stick with that. And they can do that because uh, their youngster there, Kachekov, he's waiver exempt for one more season. Yep. So they can keep they can keep him down the minors, call him up if they need to, send him back down. No problem this next year. Zero so, per, zero percent chance Aiden Hill makes it to market, right? Oh fuck! Absolutely zero percent chance. They want it sure. well. I shouldn't be quite that confident. Let me let me just rein it in slightly, zero point just slightly. I'll just tap the brakes lightly here because uh, it it's going to depend on how much he's looking for, how much he wants. He's been a career backup his whole life. I mean, you know, in the NHL. I mean, yeah. yes, he backstopped them to to the Stanley Cup and. They had, they had offered him a contract before the playoffs, but he very wisely said, no, let's wait until the playoffs are over and we'll see where we're at. Well, now he can punch his ticket for big time money. A lot of things though, has to depend on what they do with Robin Lehner. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if, if he's, if he stays on LTIR, if he still hasn't fully recovered well, you know, from, from his, his hip injury, his hip surgeries and that, um, you can't buy him out because he's, he's not able, he's not cleared to play. But if it looks like, yeah, he's going to miss next season, well, okay, stick him on LTIR for another year, five mil, that clears up your money. They, they've already got Logan Thompson under contract for two more years. I think they'd be very comfortable oh, yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah I, I think they'd be very comfortable with a, a Thompson-Hill goalie tandem going into next season. There you go. I, yeah. I like it. I mean, Thompson played lights out when he was out there, so. Mm. No reason, no reason for him or them to worry about that. Uh, what else do I got here? Um, arbitration. Timo Meyer, Alex DeBrinket, gonna be there. Uh, just... Very, very shrewd moves there, by the way. Taking yeah. these guys, you, you fought well. Uh, I, Meyer going to arbitration. Remind me. Yeah. They're taking him to arbitration. Yeah, they're taking right? him to arbitration. Yeah, I th- yeah, exactly. I thought they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Meyer and uh, of course the Senators are doing it with yeah with doing it with Debrinka. Part of the reason why yeah they get a fifteen percent reduction on his qualifying offer, so it means they can't. Well, the minute the team takes an arbitration, he cannot. They cannot sign their qualifying offers. Mm-hmm. So they'll get the most that they can get is you know 85 percent of what the qualifying offer would have been so very smart for them if they wind up keeping those players for one more year it's going to be at less than what their uh what their qualifying offer was and they cannot receive an offer sheet i was going to say that buys some time it buys oh yeah it buys time but i think it well in in the case of meyer it buys time so that they can negotiate a new contract because he's already told his his agent i want to stay i want a full eight-year deal Mm -hmm. so now it's just working out the money and I think they'll get that sorted. In the case of DeBrinka, they're buying time because they're trying to trade him. Yep. Uh, and that's another one that I think happens 
going into the opening round of, of uh, the play. The, 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 the Senators are looking to get a first-round pick as part of the return because, obviously, they traded away a first-round pick to get him last year. Sure. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, first-round pick, gosh, only knows what else they're going to get in there. But uh, I think if, if you're going to trade him, yeah, they're going to want to do it uh, leading up to the first round. But at least by doing this, they make sure that nobody screws things up with an offer sheet. But offer sheets I really don't see happening. I think we talked about this before yeah. just because there's not enough teams that have the money to do it. And the teams that do are rebuilding. And a lot of the players that you would want to try and, and offer sheet are probably going to go, um, where am I going, Arizona? Eh, no, thanks. No. <laughs> Which, by the way, fun fact, because Oliver Ekman Larson was bought out by the Canucks, the Arizona Coyotes have lost their <laughs> – Retention, one of their retention areas, so they only have two now. They only so they, have two instead of three. They yep. are no longer admirable to teams. Uh, yep. Jesper Brat signed an eight-year, uh, eight-year extension. Good for him. No that's surprise. No, that's you know, by the book. Yep. Eric Carlson uh, and San Jose on the same page for a trade. Those rumors will be ramping up. Does that get done in the draft, or is that later on in the summer? I don't see how it can be done later on in the summer. That okay. that's one you got to try to do before July first. I think. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what other news? Un- unless you be, uh... can find just a caveat. Unless you can, <laughs> unless the Sharks can find a team willing to do a three way a three way trade. Three way dance. One where the Sharks aren't retaining half. Right. The Sharks don't want to retain half of it. Right. You know they they are comfortable going up to maybe as much as as thirty percent. Um, the thing I heard was they were looking at, yeah, maybe they'd be willing to retain 3.5 to 3.75 mil. They don't want to go any higher than that. I mean, if, if you're going to do a three-way trade, but they're going to retain half, well, what's the point? You may as well just, you know, right. just not bother and just do that with the team directly. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. they can do a third, a third, a third, I, they'd be willing to do that. Johnny, you were saying something? Yeah, I just got a text message. Okay. It starts off by saying, oh, fuck, it's Wednesday. I forgot. Next text message. Tell Scotty I love him and fuck the Hall of Fame committee. All right. Yeah. Sean Leahy so. checking in from the East Coast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna love this show. He talked about him, he didn't even know it. Yep, uh, we should him. we should try to book him for the draft show next week. He uh he yeah. actually so back <laughs> going down farther, uh he says, uh, I'm watching the Red Bulls right now. I'll go on the show next week before Lyle. I go for the draft show, and he goes, fuck, the draft is next week? <laughs> he goes, on a Wednesday? What the fuck is wrong with these people? It's, I know. He's and been then at- I go, it might go until Saturday. And he goes, Jim Gregory wouldn't put up with that kind of nonsense. I go, truth. He was always my favorite part of day two. And then I get a quote. Anaheim, please make your pick. I'm going to die soon. Make your pick. <laughs> What's, what's, what's Sean doing now? I don't know. He he's, is, uh, he's currently watching the Red Bulls. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, he's been out of hockey so long, he didn't know when the draft was. Yeah. Poor yep. fella. Um, uh, like we said, I can I'm going Lars... to write back. I said, you're booked for next Wednesday. Perfect. Yes. I'll remind you to download Skype. I'll remind he, you he, Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah. And he can't come on before. you got to be on the same time as me, man. i got to say hi to him. Yeah, you guys can. I mean, I mean you guys he, are he will. pretty much whenever the hell you guys want to come on, you can come on. It's summertime. Um, <laughs> it's no hold bards. Uh, and then, of course, the young, uh, young players like Kako and... Uh, uh, Lafreniere apparently are going to get a chance in the world of Peter Laviolette. I don't know what the fuck's all about. We can dissect that later on in the year when they get traded. And we're like, why didn't it work out with Peter Laviolette? Um, <laughs> well, so. that was a lot of the speculation. Was, was mainly towards uh, Lafreniere than uh, than Kako. Uh, there were rumors, kind of speculation, 
maybe they might trade him, blah, blah, blah. But uh, with Laviolette, they're uh, saying in his press conference that he wants those, those, he wants to help develop those, those young kids. I think that's kind of his way of basically saying, I've been told that those kids aren't going anywhere. So, you know, we're sticking with them for another year. We're keeping the band together. There you go. Um, all right. Anything else, Lyle, that we may have missed ahead of everything? No, I think I, I think that's pretty much Let's Play a new game. It's going to be called uh, Name That Draft Pick. Name That Draft Pick. Cool. Uh, uh, oh, did I get the uh, Did I get the precursor to this? No, you didn't. Uh, I thought we were going to do that. No. And that would have been awesome. No. Um, going to be Name That Draft Pick. I will, we're going to go with the 2008 draft since we mentioned it. I will give you a stat line. Okay. I will give you I will give you their the team that they were drafted from. Okay. And then you will guess the prospect. This is 2008. This is Ottawa. This is the drunken debauchery draft for mm-hmm. the Faceoff Hockey Show. Start I off don't here. Remember any of this day? Round round one. Pick number four from the Niagara Ice Dogs. He has played 952 games, has 571 points, and 315 penalty minutes played this past season. Johnny, name that uh, name that draft pick. <laughs> What round? First round, fourth overall. First round. <laughs> it's no. all the Ottawa pit drafts. Oh, so. my God. The first round, fourth overall. This is going to be how Oof. I, how little I remember from this entire day. Um, whew, uh, man. Um, he has played for, he has played mm-hmm. for two teams in his entire career. Two NHL teams his entire career. Andre Kopitar. Uh okay, he's Andre. only played for one team. All right, yep. yeah. You want to repick? I don't care. All right, <laughs> Mark, you want to guess? What was the stat? Uh, it's 952 games, 571 <laughs> points, 431 assists. First round, <laughs> fourth <care>. overall. <laughs> Jack Eichel. Uh, nope. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no 2008. Different. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry God. about it. It's fine. Lyle. Oh. You can save this okay, bit. So he's only played for a repick. He's you only want to play for two teams. Mark, you want to repick? You're just going to say you no, don't care. Okay. I don't. All right. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Love it. How, how many? How many points again? Uh, it's 571. 571 and 900 and some odd games. Yep. From Niagara Ice Dogs. That's crucial. Oh, oh like I'm actually I'm trying. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm. Did really he play in the Quebec uh, International Tournament? He might have. Fourth overall. It sounds like. Oh God. I bet it's a. a He's I'm from... gonna say it. I, I'm gonna say it sounds like a defenseman. Okay, all right. Um, broad net, broad net. We just guessed. <laughs> if Lyle <laughs> starts naming other attributes, we might be able to figure it out. Uh, uh, I don't want to hold this bit up. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. We've already <laughs> held it. up. Yeah, it's up. already been held up. It's fine. No, no. Um, defenseman. He doesn't block shots because you get over 500 points. Um, Who's to say he doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Could be versatile. Those are not mutually exclusive. That's Lyle. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I I I pass. I'm sorry. All right, Alex Petrangelo. Of course, Alex oh, Petrangelo. I knew it was a defenseman. Yeah, Shit. you had it right, Lyle. You had it right. Damn it. I'm trying, I was trying. really, really trying to think of who that was. Tournament. All right. God. This guy got picked in the fourth round, 121st overall. Uh, he has played for. Four teams. He has a total of 428 points in 703 games, and all roads lead through Malmo. He was drafted from the Malmo Junior Redhawks. Um, has 175 goals. 
Mark, who do you got for this God. fourth rounder from Malmo? Are we still in 2008? 2008. Exclusive 2008. Oh, God. Um... He's a center if that helps. 2008 cent 2008 2008 seems like it's center. such a long time ago but it doesn't it was 15 it was 15 Ryan years ago. Nugent Hopkins sorry unfortunately not there did not play at Malmo it's close though Red Deer's uh, the Red Deer is the Malmo of Alberta Lyle uh fuck oh I'm oh I'm sorry guys I am so bad it's at this right, tonight so. it's a fine man it's different it's a different take I didn't expect it is, you guys it is. kind of threw it's, this it's, on you guys yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. No, I got nothing. All right. Johnny. Marcus Johansson. Close. Gustav Nyquist. Gustav <laughs> oh! Nyquist. So close. Gustav almost had it. All right. This guy was picked eighth overall from uh by the I'll give you hell, I'll even give you the team that drafted him, the Phoenix Coyotes. Okay. He's a left winger, picked out a Kitchener. Of the OHL, 709 games, 327 points overall. He has played for one, two, three, four teams and is no longer in the NHL. Lyle, who do you got? <laughs> Fuck, this is awful. Oh, my God. This is the eighth pick. Like, eighth, I can't eighth pick. remember the fourth pick. <laughs> I can't remember. I said the closest I was coming was was with the first one, and I just drew a blank. I was like defenseman, defenseman. I I will um, I will give you this hint for the group. Great pitcher in the uh, late eighties. That's all I'll give you. Great pitcher in the late eighties. First round, eighth pick overall. John and I, whoever's first between John and I are gonna right. get. Go <laughs> go ahead. Maybe. All right, boys, go what do you got? All right, John, hey, go. Right. I know who it is. Hey, do it. Do it. Do it, man. It's Mike Bodker. Mike Bodker, yes. Michael yes, that's Bodker. That's who I was going to go with, too. Yep. Michael Why Bodker. I to say it, then? <laughs> because I thought I was going to be wrong. <laughs> I wanted you to be wrong first. All right. This <laughs> Nice. Good call. So that I could go with Scott Erickson. This guy, first round, 15th pick, 761 points in 920 games from Frolanda. Frolanda. Johnny, who do you got? Picked by Ottawa. Patrick Hornquist. Patrick Hornquist, no. Mark. Frolanda? Frolanda. 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 Yeah, he didn't give us the team this time. Ottawa. Gave you Ottawa. 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 Mark Stone. Nope, not Mark Stone. No. Lyle. Too, too early for him. Love Mark Stone. Come, oh, I'm going to kick myself. What Marty had left. Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson. Shit on a stick. <laughs> God damn it. I so <laughs> suck at this game. Fuck me. All right. <laughs> I hate this game. Uh, fuck. Lyle's not I a fan know, of name that draft pick. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just tired. Fuck. This guy was picked uh, 38th overall from the Nashville Predators from Burn. Uh, has 601 points in 827 games. 38th overall. And has played for the same team his entire career. This should be a layup. Mark. I mean, I don't know. David Legwand? Uh, sorry. Close. Sorry. <laughs> we'll give you the leg up award for that one. Lyle. Andre Kopitar. Nope, sorry. Johnny. 
<laughs> Who drafted him? Uh, Nashville. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. Now you know, Lyle. You see Saras? No, sorry. Lyle, you want a second guess? No, go ahead. All right, Roman Yossi. Roman Yossi. Uh, yeah. Roman Yossi. Yeah. I'm awful at this. It's oh, okay. my God. It's all right. This guy was... But it also just goes to show that nobody gives a shit about the draft. Exactly. It doesn't matter where you're picked. You're going to stink <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, yeah. We, we give a shit when we when after it, and then we probably it goes out of our minds and we forget. <laughs> This yeah. guy was picked uh, third overall from the Peterborough Peets to the Atlanta Thrashers, 213 points in 783 games. Still active in the NHL, has played for one, two, three, four teams, including the transition from Atlanta to Winnipeg. Lyle, who do you got? Name this draft pick. Third overall. Should be easy. Should be an easy one. Should be layup. Layup city. Shit. Um, Zach Bogosian. Zach Bogosian. There you go. Yes. There it is. Just that easy. Just oh that God, easy. Oh. Been, did they pick in the first fucking round. Oh <laughs> wow! Wow. <laughs> thank you for the. Thank you for the. And he joined them in the transition to Winnipeg. Johnny, there were four defensemen <laughs> picked in the first five picks. <laughs> Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Who the did Capitals pick? Sasha Pakaluk. No, that was not the Pakaluk year. <laughs> But we do go to the to the uh, to the Washington Capitals at twenty first overall, oh, from Frolanda, another Frolandin. Uh, his career NHL uh, stats are. Uh, last seen in the Swiss League in 2020-2021. Mark, who do you got? <laughs> Until you said center, I thought I knew who it was, but I'm going to go with who I am. I thought it was anyway. Tomas Fleischman. Not Tomas Fleischman. He actually, he actually had, played. He actually played in the NHL. <laughs> NHL. Lyle. Oh, I thought you said uh, that he had you. He had okay stats in the NHL. No, I didn't know that. Marcel Food. I don't know. No, zero. Johnny. Uh, I have no idea who this could have been. Anton Gustafson, the one that I was super high on because he was a legacy pick. Because uh, oh, he was a legacy pick, had two assists in one game in the AHL, and then went back home. Uh, are there any fun, fun ones here? <laughs> Another last fun one. All right, one last fun one. One last fun. One last funyun. A funyun. One last funyun. <sighs> uh, let's go with most goals, right? Or one of the most goals. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Are you guys not doing? This? All right, here we go. All right. Uh, nope, that one's too easy. <laughs> Why would I give that to you? Nope. Why would we do that? Why would, do that Why would you give us like the second overall pick? Right. In oh, the here's draft one. that we couldn't figure out. Second overall pick. Thank you, John. <laughs> From the Guelph Storm to the Los Angeles Kings, played a thousand and ninety-five games at six hundred nineteen points. Lau, who's that pick? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 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 how many teams he played for? Played for one. One. I know it's not on Jake Overtair this time. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, he was been two through the 2007. Are you sure? Yes. Hmm? I'll bet my life, yes. Mm. He was actually picked in 2005. It was I'm the same sure. draft as Carey Price. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Lawson, he was picked by the Kings? Yep, second overall. Over a thousand games, almost eleven hundred games, six hundred nineteen points. 
I don't think he played for the Kings, though, did he? I don't think he played for the Kings. I'm just saying he's played for one NHL team. I'm sure he has. Yep. And he was picked by the Kings, but I'm I think that's sure the, I think has. that's I think I, I'm, Are you saying this is a red herring, Lyle? Yes. Could be. I'm saying hey, you're engaging be. misdirection. Hey, could sir. be. For the last pick, um, could be. Oh God, I can, I I I could I think I can see this guy, but I I oh I can can't you give us a number of what he does, what his attributes are. <laughs> Does he block shots? No. Is he a defenseman? No. Or maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for raising your eyebrows. Buddy. Who's to say? Sure Who's to say, that. Lyle? Oh, on 619 points, over, uh, almost 1,100 games. Who does that as a defenseman? Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, uh, pass it along to, to Johnny. All right, Mark Johnny. Here. Oh, I, there's zero chance I have any fucking idea. <laughs> um, let's see. Who could I have picked that's around Alex Petrangelo's age? Um, <laughs> has never left the team that he played. And he only has played for one team. Oh, and gonna, one team ever. I'm going to kick myself when I hear this. I just know it. Who um, can it be now? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Jason Woolley. Sorry, not Jason Woolley, Jason though. Woolley. though. No Quebec, Woolley Bully. Quebec to Pee Wee tournament is key. Uh, is key. Mark? It could be the upset of the century. It could be the upset of the century. It Mark would be. This. It would definitely be if I got this right. Come on, Mark. You got it, buddy. I believe in you. Don't let me down, man. Got it. You got this, man. Come on. It's in the back. I, want, I was going to go with one of the stalls. But all of them have been on different teams. I, yeah. Screw it. Mark Stahl. Nope, not Mark Stahl. Sorry. Wow, you want one more guess? Any of you guys want no, one more guess? I'm tapping. Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty, a defenseman. Christ on a crutch. Defenseman oh, who played with the Kings. So there was Drew Doughty. It wasn't that he was drafted by the Kings. It was, oh, come on. How many defensemen get 600 some up points and it allows a freaking game? Yeah, right. Fuck you. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Hmm? <laughs> okay, okay by, this, by the second pick in this draft, I already had six beers. <laughs> and you were taking we pictures. were playing the game where we had to drink uh, every time they mentioned Sidney Crosby. There was like a 35-minute period of time where we were just Johnny, drinking straight. No, this wasn't that draft. That wasn't oh. that draft. No. This was what the draft, draft was this? This was the draft where you went out to Quebec and lived in the house the house for a while. Oh, I don't remember that draft either. <laughs> <laughs> he prefers not to. Yeah, that was it's the draft. Have pictures. Just, we uh, have pictures. Yeah. Mark, Mark, that was the face-off hockey show hockey quiz. Yeah, I, remember I remember that. seeing those pictures, including Mark being suplexed. So yeah, I don't remember. And that Mark guy. putting in the sharpshooter. Yeah, I think it was the it was either it was the figure four or the sharpshooter that did it. That did my knee in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well. Well, hey, that was a good prep for next week's draft. Uh, it's going to be great. We're going to have uh, wall-to-wall coverage, and by wall-to-wall coverage, whenever we get sick of it. Um, yeah, pretty much. When it starts to win. <laughs> Sean Leahy's coming on. Sean Leahy well, will be yay. on. From... Well, I'm gonna well because I'm gonna be here because I'm gonna be I gotta be covering it from from here anyway. So hey, I may as well be doing a show with my friends hey, rather than come just on, be sitting Lyle. here and, and listening to uh, Pierre McGuire give us a whole bunch of useless information. Is he actually getting on TSN? I hope so. That'd be great if he did. I I he usually does. I don't know. I hope not. I ah, love, did I, I say love, that loud? I'm love, sorry. I would love his insight uh, <laughs> on TSN. He usually does TSN on these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I miss the draft. What time does it start? 
no, seven God, central. I wish it was. That'd be fantastic, <laughs> right? Uh, I think it starts at seven Eastern time, I believe. Perfect. Right I when our show starts. That's what time it is? So, love it. Yeah, just a sec. I'll hang on. I'm gonna have to put a note to myself to remind Sean Wakey about the show. Yeah, yeah. Set an alarm. He's probably drunk or something at the Red Bull game, <laughs> and he's like, "I did what? Wait, I, I did what with the winner now? I didn't say shit." Uh, yes. Uh, round one, June twenty eighth, seven p.m. Eastern time. Don't right. you dare Sorry. miss it. We will, uh, we will rounds have... two through seven, commencing Thursday, <laughs> June 29th at eleven a.m. I agree with Sean. What the fuck are yeah, they yeah, thinking? Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. So we'll have walls the balls coverage of this because uh, Gary Bettman will do a fifteen minute <clears throat> soliloquy uh, before the yep. first pick, before the uh, the Blackhawks take all fifteen minutes before they pick Connor Bedard. Yeah, so I'm just I and I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying it now. I I just have a feeling if we don't see a lot of trade activity between now and next when next Wednesday before 7 p.m. Eastern time, I got a feeling that's going to be a long first round. Oh Jesus! Not for me. I well, <laughs> I'm going bed. I'm going to bed at the well, exact yeah. same you, time. You don't, I don't, don't have to. You don't, don't have to. Set. Jo- Johnny's tapping out after. I think I might take Thursday. Somebody oh, can let you. me know what happens after the 12th pick. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I might take. You the... just want to see the Capitals pick, and then that's that. I kind of don't even care about that. Like, <laughs> it, it... Uh, yeah, I, I will it's be. It's just no fun when we're not there anymore. I know. Is it? it's no, it's it's not. just not. I agree. I just, just think I have an I have an apathy for the draft. And well, that's because they now. treated you with apathy, which was unfair and wrong. But there you go. They, they, they're treating all all of us independents that way. Guys. My lead up to the draft is going to consist of looking through old draft pictures so I can send them to Lyle. There you go. Yes, thank you. I'm looking forward to that. No, seriously, I meant that. I'm oh, at least to find the ones that you're in. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of those. <laughs> I'll uh, send them anyway. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I do with duplicates. There you go. All right, Lyle. We will uh, we will talk All to you right. next week. It'll be a great uh, time. What ta- okay, so what time is our uh, you you starting wanna... at eight or? Yeah, we're starting at seven Eastern. Or, yeah, seven Eastern. Eight my yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, so. you can get on at seven if you'd like. Yeah. Just hang out the whole time with Sean Lakey. Yeah, we'll be have a fun time. Mark will all... show up whenever he wants to. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's all we're gonna fucking per talk usual. about anyway. So yeah, we'll catch up with Leahy how he's doing. It'll be a great time. We should get Jed go. on too. Nah, I don't want that. Just have a big old party. <laughs> Yeah, we should. We should get Jen on. Everybody yes. shows up. Let's get everybody's here. Uh, we'll get Greg Wyshynski live in action. It'll be a great time. Um, hey, I found Greg Wyshynski actually signed the uh, inflatable Stanley Cup. That still holds air. Nice. Anyway. That's good. Which is fantastic. That's that is like Greg. Best forty dollars. Very much. Zing. That might be the best forty dollars I've ever spent. Nice. That's a good return on investment. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going on. Uh, Almost twenty years at this point. Thought you were gonna say yeah. eBay. <clears throat> Thought you were gonna say eBay, but no. Oh well. All right, it's Lyle. Going on eBay. We will talk to you next week for the draft show spectacular. See you next week. I'll, I shall. I shall brush up on my uh, previous uh, NHL draft. So if you whip another game show on us, at least I got a fighting chance. Yep, that's what we're gonna do next week in between picks. All <laughs> game shows next week if we have a chance. Yeah. Yes, indeed. All right. All right, guys. Bye, Lyle. Week. There he goes. It's all rich in SpectresHockey.net at Spectres Hockey. I mean, I was so bad. I wasn't even in the right year. That's fine. Who cares? Again, it goes to show no one remembers anything in the drafts. Nope. Especially that one. That one was a rough one. Uh, Johnny P, shout outs. 
Well, I mean, it could be worse. It could be the Chicago draft that I fell asleep in the stand <laughs> during the first round. That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, how about the Black Bears having camp again? Woo! Already. Yep. Like we just ended the season. Camp Camp ends on Sunday. <laughs> we'll have our team cool. by then. So uh. that's fun. Um are there any are there any players that are just like shoe ins for the team or do they have to keep trying out? Uh there's a couple kids that are already like signed on for the next season that they're they're gonna retain. Um but I think probably have like ten, eleven spots, including like they the first three days was just goalie camp. So um they have they had like thirty goalies show up. I'm like, well we can't keep all these guys. Who's the tallest? True. <laughs> so yeah so got that going um i put a reminder on my phone to uh, talk to sean Leahy before the show next week so he should come on and um give a shout out to the uh to the family we had a good family party uh this weekend i told scotty about the eight seconds of ecto one as well so that was fun yeah um that'll happen so yeah, so that's probably all my shout outs. Mark. Um, I guess I'll give a shout out to even more Jesus. Okay. It's an okay Imperial Stout. A little sweeter yeah. than I uh, than I prefer, but still pretty good. It didn't rise on you? Not yet. <clears throat> you have to wait three days. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Um, I can read you the here. Let me read you the, Please read the little one-liner here. A few, well, not it's more than one line. Okay, the tagline, I should say. Sure. A few times in the history of craft beer, craft beer, it has happened that a highly praised beer rises beyond mortal stardom and into higher godly league. I see what they're doing. Mm. Usually, the recipe. To make such heavenly drops is thick, fudge-like body, pitch black color, amazingly... Uh, they lost me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, come on. Wait, amazingly overwhelming aromas or chocolate, coffee, dark fruits, and oh, uh, muscovado oh. sugar. Are you still talking about Jesus? Yeah, what happened? I, I think they... I, like, the first part, the, I, I got the, the puns, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and Good. then the second part, they just completely lost it. Oh, they went right... They, they're actually talking about beer. Yeah, obviously only made in limited amounts, and most crucial of all, it must taste rare. Yes, okay, not they're not talking about Jesus anymore. Okay, well, that's good. You can't yeah. you can't start out with some good you know heavenly good puns, puns good good language play good there, puns. and then just move on to talking about the beer because <laughs> there has to be a divide. Yeah. Anyway, don't shout out to evil twins. All right. Oh, wow. In general? Or is that the brewery? In general. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Like the Sedines? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Anything else, sir? You good? I'm good. You're good. All right. Shout out to new phone. Always love a new phone. So hooray. That's about it. Shout out to the heat wave being over. Our summer has finally ended here in North Dakota, so we got that going for us. Um... And yeah, shout out to the draft show. It should be explosive. So we'll see. But that's it. That's all. We've done another show. Enjoy it. Um, 
platform. Johnny P. Mark with the C. I'm Scotty Watts. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been the Face Off Hockey Show, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Catch us on social media at FOHS Radio on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Until we talk to you in one week's time for the annual draft show, which is actually just a regular show. Um, good times. Great memories. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>